0: Welcome inside the secret Gibby headquarters for another edition of Gibby's Football Podcast. I am your host, Zach McGibbon. Another week of NFL football is in the books. We just finished up week five. We're going into week six. And my guest with me this week, new to the show, Daniel Tashiro, a guy I've known for a little bit. talk with football a lot. Not afraid to give his opinions based on... No uh, siree. No siree at all. Uh, Danny, how are you doing? <laughs> how
1: are you doing, buddy? Um, not bad, not bad. Looking to have some fun, and uh, you know, hopefully, if there's any uh, gamblers out there, we'll make you some money. Well, that's also a reason why I brought you on, because
0: I know you're a big sports better, and uh, we oh, like yeah. to we we like to add a little bit of variety into the show. Obviously, we have uh, some guys that have played it, and 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 different analysts on the show. But uh, I am very I am very uh, new to sports betting. I don't I have not made a sports bet, so I feel like you oh, could.
1: Well, then- you're going to learn
0: some stuff. Oh, I love it. I'm going to learn about covers and spreads and, <laughs> and and the over-under and prop bets. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to learn all about it thanks to you.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Ontario there, they just opened the, they opened the floodgates. Uh, only province in Canada right now where you can actually legally play single-game bets. So, you know, we have got to feel very fortunate. And it's a lot easier uh, than ProLine back in the day where you have to parlay at least three games because, yeah. you know, anything can happen any given Sunday. And we have three different games. It, everything goes out the window, you know. A hundred percent, and so uh, I, I like that we have you on to kind of give
0: that sort of different perspective. And again, from tr- tr- talking with you, you've helped me with some fantasy football as well. And uh, so I think we've got a, a great show ahead of us, and, and a, oh, yeah. another another good week in football. Uh, well, we'll start with a Thursday nighter, and of course, I say it was a good week, and then we talk about this Thursday nighter between the Broncos <laughs> and the Colts. It was uh, yeah. it was uh, not a not a good game. I think is the nicest way I
1: could put it. Um that it, that one was brutal and the only thing that the only thing i hate is that we have to endure the broncos on primetime football three more times this year
0: three more times and i believe they're going to be on the monday nighter this week this yes. upcoming week as well so uh oh, so get ready for more russell wilson overthrowing guys and uh and drop balls and uh it's it's gonna be fantastic. But uh, taking a look back, I'm not gonna do a complete play by play of everything that went into this game. But uh, you know, it was uh, it was a real duel between who could ple- be the worst. Uh, Matt Ryan oh, yeah. and Russell Wilson, uh, both throwing for two picks. Uh, if you want to look at it from a yardage standpoint, uh, Russell Wilson had 20 more yards than uh, Matt Ryan, 274 yards passing compared to Matt Ryan's 251. Um, But I think the big thing that uh, the big takeaway I took for in the Broncos case is obviously I've I've been a Russell Wilson defender in the last couple of weeks. I thought (laughs) I I, and I know it's looking bad right now. I thought I and I still think Nathaniel Hackett is 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 is, for lack of a better term a hack as a coach. But uh, but I but in terms of like on the runnings on the running back core, I think they really are missing out on Javante Williams and not having that two headed monster back there with Melvin Gordon.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one, uh, that one definitely hurts. Uh, you know, nobody wants to hear you bitch about your fantasy team, but uh, <laughs> I did just trade away Melvin Gordon or uh, De- uh, Delvin Cook for Javante Williams, oh, and then sure 11. enough, yeah, oh jeez, uh, I got Garrett Wilson in there too, but you know he's okay. been he's just been a a bench stash for now, but yeah. So needless to say, when he went down, I was like, oh boy, yeah, it's not it's not been a good week. Um, but this Bronco team, I don't know what it is. Um, uh, I don't know if it's the, they're just not, they're not clicking with Wilson reports came out that he is, that he is hurt and he spent some time down in LA there this week trying to get that shoulder to right. But, uh, uh, I think just like the Rams, he's going to be in for a long season there with because Stafford he's breaking he's breaking apart too. So, you know, Wilson, we can throw him in that boat as well now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and and all that to say too, like going back to Hackett, like some of the play calls that he's been making has been uh, questionable at best. Um, I know th- I, I wasn't as critical as, of others as others, even though I'm not a Hackett guy of him hiring like another coach just to kind of help with the play calling or whatever. Like yeah. you, you, you do what you got to do to try and win. But uh, I don't know what this assistant coach is telling him or whatever, but uh, it's not working because uh, so, still some questionable stuff.
1: I've never been a fan of Hackett, even going back to his days in Jacksonville. Uh, You know, everybody was like, oh, he's got a great offense. But if you look, if you go back to that offense where he did call plays for that one year, it was all garbage time. They were down and they were chucking the ball. And this goes back to, again, Allen Robinson, where that was his one breakout year, where he had the 1,400 yards and the 12 touchdowns because they were slinging the ball all over the place. Um, And again, Nathaniel Hackett kind of reminds me of Adam Gase. He had, he, was, he attached himself to a really good quarterback, had had a really good connection with that quarterback, and then that quarterback put in a put in a call and said, "Hey, this guy this guy is a really good a really good coach, and I'm gonna I'm gonna vouch for him." But you know, you get bamboozled every now and then, and just like the Jets found out, you know, the Broncos uh, the Broncos are find themselves potentially looking for a head coach by uh, by Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that's really
0: saying something to to put Adam Gase to the same sentence as your head coach uh, is, is never not a good, good. not not a good thing <laughs> at all. Um, obviously, with the Jets because of the way that franchise has been run the last couple of years, uh, that's always going to be magnified. Um, but uh, I I think we'll we'll see in the next couple of weeks. I, I will say, like if if this if this strain of just bad coaching decisions continues for Hackett. Uh, I I do think there is a legitimate shot, especially if the Broncos don't make the playoffs, which I predicted on this show, but not to this extent. (laughs) Uh, Mainly, I predicted the Broncos not missing the playoffs because I just thought the other teams made better moves. Um, But uh, the the, the way that the Broncos have been playing, I think their defense could still produce but it's it's still like this offense like they lose tim patrick in the offseason but they still have guys like courtland sutton and, and jerry judy to, to create some offense and it's just not clicking right now and whatever it is if russell wilson has got to figure it out i mean he's he's a 10-time pro bowl quarterback he's got to f- figure it out i don't know maybe he is falling apart maybe i put too much stock in his ability to to lead the team and i and i was a little bit too much on Pete Carroll in Seattle, but uh, this is a team that's in complete disarray right now in terms of the Broncos that needs to find an identity on offense uh, to continue uh, to, to to try and find some success.
1: They, they definitely need to do something, you know, and, and Russ, he can't, he can't uh, fall into that Kyler Murray um, mindset. You know he's got to run around a little bit. He's got to make plays with his legs. That's what he, you know, that's where he made, that's where he made his money. And, Right, now, I don't know if you've been watching a lot of Denver, but I have. I've been watching a lot of Denver, yep. and it's just Russell Wilson in the pocket trying to trying to sling the ball to those to those guys, and yep. it's just not working out. Um, and I think Jerry Judy might be a little overrated here. You know, coming out coming out of Alabama, he's been probably their third best receiver, and with a guy of that pedigree, that's not good because there have been times where Kendall Hinton has been outperforming him on the, on the football field. So, you know, something, something's got to give there. Yeah. And it's funny. It's like, it's hard to avoid the Broncos cause
0: they're seemingly in prime time all the time. But, uh, I've, I've seen more than my fair share of Bronco too much Broncos football at this point. Um, quickly yeah. talking about the Colts. I mean, Talk about a team that's frustrating to just look at. I mean, you look at the first two weeks, uh, the the tie with the Texans and then the just outright dominant loss uh, against the Jaguars. And all of a sudden, now, granted, I think the Chiefs beat themselves more than the Colts beat the Chiefs, but it was still the Colts coming back and, and beating the Chiefs. Um, and now they beat this Broncos squad. Um, you know, I I, I I look at Matt Ryan. I, I had a little bit of hope for Ryan again I'm 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 not I'm not willing to just call somebody cooked until I kinda get a definitive view of okay, they're in a different system, they're in a different organization or whatever. Um clearly there there's not much left. I'm still gonna hold out on Matt Ryan. I'm still gonna hold out on Russell Wilson, but um right now things are not looking good for Matt Ryan either, uh, in terms of being able to reduce on offense. And and granted, I don't think he has the pieces like a Wilson uh to to kind of better himself but this should still be an offensive line technically uh that should be
1: good but it also really hasn't performed as standard this year as well uh no you know just like the Broncos you're you're looking at a head coach that he's on the hot seat this is a, this has been a division up for grabs every year that he's been there and every year he keeps losing to the Titans so eventually you know you're going to have to you're gonna until you beat the Titans, your your job security isn't safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched a lot of Matt Ryan over the years. I have a buddy that's an Atlanta fan, so needless to say, on Sundays we do watch a lot of uh, we do watch a lot of Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, unlike Wilson, he is a guy that's that is just gonna sit there and burp the baby and distribute the football. But he's got nobody to distribute the football to, you know, outside of Michael Pittman. And right now, guys are just you know the teams are putting the teams are bracketing him and they're putting their best corner on. I guess right now it's Pierce and nobody can. And Michael Pittman just doesn't have that pedigree to where he can actually, you know, beat those double coverages. Mm-hmm. You know, he's used to a pillow fight conference in the, in the big, tw- uh, in the, in the pack 12 coming out of USC. So mm-hmm. he's never faced corners quite like this. Right. And, and also to the Colts, not having John and Taylor, I know he's not had, the
0: greatest season so far, but that's still a key contributor in your backfield to, to get your offense going. Um, I assume Taylor will be back this, this upcoming week, but... Uh, that's also uh, a major hindrance uh, for the Colts. And so two teams didn't look great on Thursday night, to say the least. Uh, I Not watched all of it. it. I watched all Please. of it. it. was excruciating, including the overtime. I watched it all in excruciating detail. Really, I just kept watching for Al Michaels slowly mo- losing his mind on the broadcast booth, wondering if this game belongs on a local CBS affiliate and openly wondering oh, yeah. if... Uh, openly openly wondering if a game could be so bad, it's good. And then Kirk Herbstreit's like, no, absolutely not. It's a terrible football
1: game. Um, If you're Jeff Bezos, do you ask for your money back? Because now he's got the Bears and the the Commanders. That's right. Yeah. Bears (laughs) and Commanders are coming up. I mean, we're really
0: (laughs) just getting the creme de la creme when it comes to Thursday night football. Um, But uh, I I don't know. I I will say this. I think it will be a better game than this one. Um, Because I will say because we have not been treated to some great football on Thursday nights here. No, we we certainly have not. Um, Let's get out of Thursday night. Let's get out of that game as fast as we can. And we'll move on to the UK for another London game. Um, And the Green Bay Packers making their UK debut. Um, There was a lot of Packers fans in that building. Um, you would have thought that Lambeau Field was transplanted into, uh, it wasn't Wembley, it was a Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's um, the, uh,
1: at the NFL's headquarters in the UK. So. Well, there you go. Um,
0: yeah. And uh, all of that, and they lost. The Packers actually lost to the New York Giants. I was on this show now, granted, I'm sure people will point out that, yes, Zach, I'm a, uh, you're a Cowboys fan. Of course, you're going to bury the New York Giants. You're going to say that they're bad and not good. But I wasn't impressed with uh, the pedigree of teams that the Giants were beating uh, to start off at 3 one I mean, you looked at a, a struggling Titans squad, a Panther squad that's just straight up not good. And we'll talk about the Panthers here in a moment. Oh, yes. Um, and, and the other team that all of a sudden escapes me. But the loss that they took was, of course, to the one and only Dallas Cowboys, a real football <laughs> team. Um, but uh, no, I, I. But I look at this, and I will say this: um, Saquon Barkley. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again this week. He is back.
1: He's back. He's to impressive. A form. Yeah, yeah. He's like. No, well, I've I've never been a, a huge Barkley fan, and you know what? Uh, coming out of college, I thought he the the best his career could be. Was Reggie Bush, and you know that's not a bad career. But he's, you know, now that he's healthy, he's slowly starting to creep up there. He'll never get to that Peterson level, but you know he, he'll he'll definitely be a really good back that we'll talk about uh, for for a little bit of years to come. But the running back position, you know, fantasy football players know it's always it's always turning over. Yep. I say every five every five years, you know that top of the top of the draft, it, it always turns over, and Barkley. Really should' have been a guy that didn't fall, but he did, and uh now now he's making he's either making you look smart or stupid so <laughs> yeah but, uh, I, and as a as a as a poker fan, gotta say not impressed with Matt LaFleur. uh anytime he has a standalone game, he doesn't really make adjustments Green Bay still uh has only scored i believe one touchdown in the second half of the season, mm-hmm. and you can't win when you when you don't make adjustments. Mm-hmm.
0: 100. So. I I forgot mm-hmm. to ask you uh, what what's, what uh favorite your favorite team is because I know you're a Packers fan and yeah. uh, I I realize now I'm looking at this is like did, I'm first first of all did, did you watch this game live or did you catch it later?
1: I actually did I actually did watch it live because you know I got to work on I used to have to work on Sundays so I got I got my uh, I finally got my first Sunday off so oh, I sat in go. front of the TV all all we all weekend there and just uh, watched watched some ball. Um needless to say I fell into the one cynical trap a, a gambler should always avoid <laughs> and that's oh, that's over overestimating your own team mm. at at, eight, at at Packers minus 8 I took the chalk and I really should have bet down on that but Ugh. I fell in, I fell into the trap and I lost my money because of it so uh, that's uh sometimes that's just sports
0: betting for you it's uh, uh, It's uh, it's a game of chance, as they say. But uh, I will say this: I mean Brian Dable, uh, as an unbiased uh, analyzer of of the NFL and specifically the NFC East, I will say that uh, Brian Dable has seemed to have found something within his team uh, and and gotten them motivated. And you know, he's gotten good play out of Barkley. and, you know, you were mentioning with Barkley earlier, he kind of fell in a couple of fantasy football drafts. I think that just kind of goes back to the injuries that he suffered a couple for the last couple of years. And, it, and there's still the mindset of, you know, you know, a couple of years ago when Adrian Peterson had that 2000 yard season after tearing an ACL. Like we look at that at the time and it was like, wow, like guys, usually when their ACL is torn, their careers are done. Um, but now but the, with the advancement of like the medical science and whatever, like now, like you could see more guys, maybe not go back to a hundred
1: percent, but still play at a high level. It usually takes you about a year to get back from that torn ACL. Like, even though you're back on the field, you know, your, your leg is still going, you're still trying to trust that new leg that you have because you are missing out a big chunk of your leg. Right. Yeah. But Adrian Peterson was just an outright freak when he was like, when he was playing, he still he probably still is a freak. Uh, but if you ever do want to go for another look, Gibby, you know you can absolutely uh, pull off the Brian Dayball look. You know you oh, got really? the beard, you know, <laughs> get the
0: glasses going. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? I have never been compared to Brian Dable. I've been compared to a lot of people. I've been compared to a lot of people. Uh, wrestling fans will know of some of them uh, and others. Others I've been compared to Paul Walter Hauser. I don't know if you know the actor Paul Walter Hauser. Apparently I look like him. Um, there's a couple of others, of course, like when your name when your nickname is Gibby. You get the iCarly comparisons all the oh, time. All the time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they just expect me to get up on the table and like lift <laughs> my shirt and do that dance thing that he did back in the day. But yeah. uh, you know what? I you know what? I'll 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 see if I could like I'll look in the mirror. I'll try to match the Brian Dabel look. I think he's got like the pen or the pencil in the ear. Uh, um, and so we'll see what we could do. Maybe I found my, it's October. Maybe I found my Halloween costume.
1: costume, you know, <laughs> exactly. we'll, we'll, we'll
0: get you the Giants windbreaker. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I may be committing a sin as a Cowboys fan doing that, but I will, uh, I will, I will, I will explore that. I, I'm going to put us post a side by side of m- myself with Dable. We'll see if anybody else agrees, but, uh, uh there you go. You got your Twitter poll. <laughs> there you go. Um, and look at and and sticking with the Giants, look at this receiving core. I mean, they. I'm kind of shocked that the Giants are able to pull out wins. I mean, to quote Norm McDonald, they really got all the stars on this wide receiver core: Darius Slayton, Daniel Bellinger, Marcus Johnson, Richie James, David Sills V. Really, all the stars are here on the receiving core for the Giants, and they're able to find wins, mainly on the afternoon. ground, but they're able to find wins.
1: That's a big payroll right there. And right now, uh, Darius Slayton, even in, the own, even in the organization, I feel like he's a little bit underrated, because we've seen this story time and time again with the Giants. Everybody gets hurt all the time, and then <laughs> is just there, and then Darius Slayton, he always steps up to the occasion with Daniel Jones. you know they got a connection, so they were shopping him in the offseason, but I don't think they should, uh, I don't think they should be so, uh, so keen on getting him out the door.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, he and uh, Kadarius Toney as well is, is another receiver that's kind of on the ice right now in New York. Uh, I'm sure the trade deadline will come by, and I guess we'll see where the Giants are at at that point. I'm st- There's a part of me that's still not convinced with the Giants, and I don't know if it's my fandom interfering or uh, if I'm just not as convinced about the Packers win or if this is a sustainable offense, but I will say this about The Giants, Uh, Dexter Lawrence there on, on the nose tackle side, he's looking legit. And he's, oh yeah, he's, uh, That's a big
1: look, boy in the middle. Yeah,
0: he's looking like a beast uh, in in there. He's a guy that I think more people will be talking about as a, as a threat uh, of coming from that Giants defensive line. Um, in the case of the Packers, I mean, you mentioned a, a couple of issues you had with Lafleur. What do you think is sort of just the issue with the Packers there? Is it as simple as they don't have the receiving core now that Devontae Adams is is not there, or is it just other factors plaguing plaguing the Packers?
1: Well, it's a combination of things. Number one, again, like I said, they don't make adjustments at a halftime. And Aaron Rodgers is that quarterback that's just going to be like, if things aren't going his way, he's just going to pack it in, call it a, you know, he's going to be thinking about where I'm having dinner, to, dinner tonight. and He's not going to try to come back. You know, he's not going to pull what we just saw with Pat, with Patty Mahomes there, <laughs> down 17. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just not Rodgers. He's, he is more, you know, I'm up 24, let's go. And we'll, and we'll, and we'll win here. But, uh, so if it's a little bit of Aaron Rodgers, a little bit of Matt LaFleur, there's tons of blame to go around here. Yeah. And right now you got to start giving the, like the, like the giants are doing, you got to give the ball to Aaron Jones a little bit more yeah. because he is leading the league in, in, uh, yards per touch here. So, you know, when, when Aaron Jones gets the ball, good things happen. And right now they just don't realize that they're not giving the ball to Aaron Jones enough. Yeah both both Jones
0: and, and AJ Dillon as well as another guy that uh as a as a second option for uh the Packers in the backfield. Uh, they've got something there. Um but yeah, I I wonder if the Packers will target OBJ uh when he is available to sign with a team. I know they he visited the Giants training camp, but I think that's just all for show. I think uh, oh, yeah. I think he'll either go back to the Rams or he'll go to the Packers. Are my two picks? Unless a sneaky team comes in, but I think those are the two likely favorites.
1: So see, I don't think that he I don't think that he will go to the Rams because here's the thing: the Rams of any team that has the opportunity to sign OBJ, they know where he is. They could actually pay him to come in and rehab because they they have all his records. They know what he is, what he's all about, mm-hmm. and yet they still. Don't want to bring him in, so I don't know if they are sold on him completely. Which I don't know why he wouldn't be. He was absolutely fantastic for them down the stretch. Oh yeah, or or maybe he just doesn't have any interest in them. Um, you know, Green Bay, they're not about the they're not about the the big name wide receiver. You know, life they never have been. They're more of you know the the quiet receiver. We're gonna do everything by committee. Uh, you know, you look at Donald Driver, you look at Greg Jennings, James Jones uh Devonte Adams, they're all the same kind of guy. They're just you know, head down, not going to complain. If I get the ball, I get the ball. If not, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Where if a presence like OBJ comes in, it's going to be, you know, a little bit of that Terrell Owens kind of thing, you know, like get me the ball.
0: Yeah. I I thought I thought it was an interesting stat. I don't know if you saw this stat here. Mr. Danny T, but uh Mercedes Lewis got a touchdown this game, and I believe that it's the first time that Aaron Rodgers has thrown a touchdown to a first round receiver whether it be a tight Never, end yeah. or a wide receiver.
1: That's yeah. insane to me. Like first I need Lewis also the uh, also the all-time leading touchdown scorer in London <laughs> there you go. That's right. Cause
0: yeah, he played for the Jaguars for all those years. That's, <laughs> That's right. Sure. So yeah. that make, that makes a lot of sense. UK's finest, Mercedes-Lewis, then. That's um, it, yeah. But uh yeah, it's uh Giants, they they pull off the win against Green Bay, uh, and they move up to four and one. I I'm surprised about this team. I was on this show last week, calling them frauds, all the worst things imaginable you could think of for the Giants, and uh, here I am having to eat crow and say, "Hey, they're, uh, they're 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 winning games, and and they 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 beat the Packers, where I think they're a little bit more of a legitimate opponent than some of the teams that they faced. Um, you know, they didn't, they, of course, they didn't beat the Cowboys because you
1: know it's the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> but
0: uh, nonetheless, uh, the Giants are, are are a team to kind of look after."
1: And uh, looking at their schedule here, it's uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty soft down the stretch here. We got uh, we got Baltimore at home at Jacksonville, Se- at Seattle. You got the bye. You got Houston and Detroit at home, and then it's on the road to Dallas. Okay. And then you got Washington, Philly at Washington, at Minnesota, and at Indy. So that's very that's a very yeah. doable schedule. So there's this a lot is of probably going to be a wild card team unless Philadelphia slips off. And yeah. uh, where the, that division is going to be there for the taking. Yeah.
0: That, that's a There's a lot of winnable games in there. That's uh, especially, yeah. especially the lions and the Texans and you have them at your home turf that's, at home. Yeah. That's uh those are some winnable games there. Um, all right, let's move on into the one o'clock window, the actual window that we care about in the NFL. <laughs> um, and, uh, we'll start off hot with a 29, nothing lashing of the new England Patriots over the Detroit lions. Um, yes, sir. Boy, this is uh you know, it's a tale of two uh it's a tale of two for the Detroit Lions. Their offense looks amazing, and I know they have the zero points. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> but coming in this game, they have the number 1 scoring offense, but the 32nd ranked scoring defense.
1: And it's crazy. It is a, it is one of the biggest anomalies ever. <laughs> it's uh, you it's know, wild. But, uh they're they're on the bye here, so they're gonna get healthy, they're gonna get all their guys back. You know, Swift is coming back. Yep. Uh Amon Ross St. Brown had no business playing in that game with a high ankle sprain, like he said, that he has. Yeah. So that was a little weird. That's not in Detroit's nature. They're usually a really conservative team when it comes to handling their injuries. So that one, so somebody dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. But they're getting Jameson Williams back, and that's gonna be a huge, huge boost to the team. Yeah. Like I don't like I don't know if you got if you watch college football, oh, but yeah. this guy is legit.
0: Yeah, he tore his ACL in the in the in the college in the championship, championship. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. from what I saw with Williams, I mean, if he didn't get hurt, he's probably getting selected higher in the draft. He was selected pretty high, like in the top fifteen, if I recall correctly.
1: So, yeah, there was because uh, he was part. He he started that run there because obviously Drake London went first, but then yeah. it was then it was Williams. It, it was Williams. It was Olave, It was Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you know uh, these first round receivers they they all have some they all have some pedigree with them yeah but uh williams probably the probably the best of the the best of the bunch
0: yeah from a pure talent standpoint really just the issue was uh what how would he recover from the acl and i think the lions may have a steal if he's anywhere close to where he played at alabama um and yeah. and and we're talking about a stacked wide receiver class he was in too like you mentioned all those guys like olave i know he got hurt in the saints game again we'll talk about it but um, you look at all you hear all those guys. Drake London is turning into a number one for for Atlanta in his rookie season. Olave is a guy that's blossoming. Um, Garrett Wilson, you know, he had that one big game against the Browns and he's somebody that with Elijah Moore, like maybe there's something there in New York and uh, and now Jameson Williamson uh, Williams is uh, is is a guy that uh, to keep an eye on, he's somebody I've mentioned on the podcast before that once he gets off of the IR and he's set to go and and his injury is healed up, that's a one, two there. Cause Amon Ross St. Brown is also developing into a number one receiver for the lions. And in this league right now, you have to be able to, the, the thing that I've noticed a lot with a lot of teams is that they're bringing in a lot of, like you want to try and get loaded on the wide receivers front as much as you can um, and, yeah. and I think a lot of that has to do with the way that the offenses are played now in the NFL. That sort of trans, that was able to seep through all the way through the high school system. And so now you got these guys able to come in from college right out of the gate, understand the system, run the routes and whatever, on uh, a more pass heavy system, um, and be able to fit in right away. Um, and so, uh, and that's kind of evident with a lot of these first round receivers. Um, and yeah. so, having said that, I mean we're pr- giving high praise to the Lions, but again, they did lose 28 <laughs> put nothing <laughs> by Bailey Zappi. Um, and and again, I know it was pretty much their running game that sort of carried the uh, the the Patriots here. Um, but still, with Bailey Zappi, a, a, a rookie third-round quarterback who was your third-string quarterback outplays your starting quarterback who if you want to call Jared Goff a franchise quarterback sure um <laughs> you got some problems <laughs>
1: you got some big problems um, oh yeah no um definitely quarterback is an issue that uh, the lions will have to address here in the draft yeah. uh we do have a few good ones coming out of college it's supposed to be a very stacked class you know they might not get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud but they can definitely I can definitely see them, you know, reaching and grabbing Van Dyke out of Florida there. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kid's got some talent. The kid at Kentucky, he's a, he's a fast riser, too. So, you know, watch, watch out. Because yeah. the, the Lions, once, once they get their hands on our quarterback... They're not gonna get uh they're they're not gonna get whooped by by uh Jared Go- uh by Mac Jones's doppelganger. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. He could play Mac Jones in a lifetime movie. He really could. Um, but uh, I mean, it's interesting with the Lions because it's like I didn't expect much out of the Lions this year. Um, no, I, I I think if they if they were competitive uh, and they just were a feisty team that like they were a tough team to beat, like you could beat them, but they were tough to beat. Um, I think that's an overall win for the Lions. Um, to me, they're a team that like, uh, you know, coming into the draft that maybe they if their record allows it, there are some. But they are a team that maybe competes for uh, a C.J. A C. Stroud or a Bryce Young or a Will Levis. Some of these quarterbacks that are coming out of uh, the college system um, because they certainly need to find that franchise guy now that Stafford's gone. And I don't know if Goff is that guy for the
1: Lions. Well, nobody ever thought that Goff was that guy and uh it it's not getting any easier for the Lions here. They're on a bye this week and then they're they're at Dallas, they have Miami. We'll see what their quarterback situation is like. Yeah. They have to go uh they host Green Bay at Chicago, at the Giants, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Minnesota, the Jets who are playing really good defense right now. Saul has got that has them rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Then they have Carolina and Chicago. So that, that's a that's a that's a really not friendly schedule there you, you know you definitely expect them to lose to green bay minnesota dallas buffalo so we're looking at a five and whatever five and 12 yeah but yeah I had to do my math there yeah, yeah the <laughs> new the new schedule it still screws me up it
0: still screws me yeah. up i understand um switching it around though on the patriots um you know the Ramondre Stevenson? I always am hesitant with Patriots running backs. I feel yes, like Yes, absolutely. They they are false flags all the time. Yeah. Um but Ramondre Stevenson, catch me, maybe hold me back a little bit here, Mr. Danny T. I uh I, I think they've got a good running back here. I think he's a lead back for this squad. Am I am I a little crazy or do because Damien Harris Well, is you know first. what?
1: They have they have uh they have two really good running backs that will be starters on any team and Coming and Harris coming from that Alabama system, he has that he has that stigma of he's not a pass catching back, you know. Yep. Like every time a guy comes out of Alabama, you know, whether it be Mark Ingram, uh, Derrick Henry, no, you know, Damian Harris, they don't catch the ball right because they have they have different roles in Alabama. But Harris can catch the ball out of the backfield, and if it, if he didn't if he didn't hurt his hamstring, he's going to be out a couple weeks here. Ramondre Stevens would have had a little bit of a lesser day, but you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely two really good running backs and I expect him to carry the load uh, along with uh, Pierre Strong Jr. over the next couple of weeks while, while his running mate is uh, is on the shelf. And if you're the Patriots, you got to run those running backs because you don't have anybody to throw to. <laughs> yeah. You, know? I, you spend the most money on wide receivers, but you have the lowest graded wide receiver core <laughs> of any team in the league. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's not the greatest receiving core. I think... I look at Jacoby Myers and he's a guy that I've kind of highlighted in the last couple of weeks that maybe could break out of, of this receiving core. Um, but like, again, it's like Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar and, uh, and Kendrick Bourne. Um, you're not really, uh, scaring a lot of NFL defenses with your receiving core. And of course they invest heavily in the tight, especially the tight end position with Hunter Henry um and uh the other guy who's all of a sudden his name escapes me now johnny smith johnny smith thank you there you go <laughs> um and so it's
1: those damn smiths and wilson's i know right <laughs>
0: yeah it's like and and on the lines they had two reynolds on their squad as well it's like what's going on here yeah um yeah
1: they have jo- josh and craig although craig you know, well i guess he's playing right now because swift is out but yeah. uh yeah um i've got i i've got a no uh i've got a no williams brown or or uh smith policy oh gosh when that gotcha. went, out, went Actually, that's not true. I dropped in Marquise Brown because he was free and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. you That know. makes sense. Yeah.
0: I mean, a temporary number one solution is, is not too bad in fantasy football until DeAndre Hopkins comes in. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I look at this game and uh, yeah, there's still a lot of ways to go for the Lions. Uh, they're not a winner right now. Um, let me ask you this question before we move on. Do you trust Dan Campbell?
1: Do you believe in Dan Campbell? I actually thought he was a real, I was actually really stunned that he didn't get the job in Miami when he, when he did take over that team for a brief time. Right. Because he was real, I was like, these guys are playing for him. You know, he's a players coach, he's a former player. So, like, why wouldn't you give him a shot? Uh, but no, this guy definitely, it's not that he's a great play caller because he doesn't call plays, but he's a great manager. You know, he walks up and down the sidelines, he's got his hands on everything. And you, you, you kind of need that culture. I know what I'm getting from Dan Campbell. Yeah. I don't know what I'm getting from Nathaniel Hockey, because he's got no personality and he's got nothing. <laughs> but Dan Campbell, you know, he he's your he's your WWE rah-rah, you know, let's go, <laughs> brother. You <know? laughs>
0: oh, you're you're appealing to my good side with that one. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean I guess that's that's why I'm interested in your thoughts because we've seen rah-rah coaches before and, and some are very, very successful, and some they eventually kind of burned out. The the message kind of loses its 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 its, its uh feeling it's passion whatever you want to call it um and so i i wonder if that'll be the case with dan campbell i i'm still a dan campbell fan just, just you're
1: either going to be one of two things you're either going to flame out or you're going to be pete carroll because exactly. pete carroll is the ultimate let's go guy you know yeah
0: i was I, that's the exact guy i was thinking of uh as, like as as a guy who has, was able to break through that label of being like a rah-rah guy that will eventually flame out he's still there with the seahawks and somehow fighting success at, at this point but uh but yeah, I, I, that's that's why I wonder because I uh, co-host of This Is Wrestling, Lever Sage, of course you can listen to that podcast <laughs> when you're done listening with this podcast. Um, he is very much, he was saying that Dan Campbell would be the first person fired out of all the coaches. This is before Matt Rule. I was like, and and it's like, I will say some of the decisions on fourth down that Dan Campbell has gone with has been suspect um but i i thought that was a little bit ridiculous (laughs) like
1: like, well because like even before like the knowing knowing the history of the Lions, they're very patient and i don't know why they ever fired jim caldwell that's a different story altogether yeah because they haven't had a very successful season before uh since then yeah um but you know they are an older they're an older run franchise you know the fords aren't getting any younger here they're like you know She's like a hundred years old running an NFL team here. So, you know, like <laughs> right. you, you you get your runway there. You're not like, yeah. so I don't know what, uh, you know, it's a hot take for sure. Yeah. I was, I was a little surprised when, when Lee said
0: that. Um, but then again, he always brings some interesting takes, not just on the football side, but the wrestling side as well, which of course you could hear those takes every week on the, this is wrestling <laughs> podcast. <laughs> shameless but, plug. I like it. Of, of course. I mean, that's it. That's what this business <laughs> is, man. You got to throw in those shameless plugs. <laughs> Trust me, as a wrestling guy, you have to understand where to plug and and where to promote. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. So, um, let's move on. Uh, let's let's go to an interesting game here: the Chargers and the Browns. This one was a close one. Um, the Chargers almost charged it. The Browns browned it. Uh, this was uh, this was a back and forth game. It was a fun game to watch. I, I will say, um, I think Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. Am, am I am I Are crazy you-
1: saying that? Again, like he gets disrespected because because they have Kareem hunt there, so they don't ask Chubb to catch the ball out of the backfield, so from your fantasy perspective, you're not crazy right now. he is the number one uh he is the number one running back in fantasy football right now, so even without catching the ball he does- he does have the the honor of playing behind probably still the best offensive line in football too, so you know that never hurts. And they're gonna lean into him until you know until Deshaun Watson comes back. Yeah. So they, God, they're not gonna right. fling it all over the all over the yard. Yeah. You know it's gonna be Jacoby Brissett get us one or two yards. You know, Hunt Chubb, let's go.
0: Yeah. Well, what I'm learning about Jacoby Brissett in these last couple of weeks is don't ask him to lead a fourth quarter comeback. Uh, because no. this is, I think this is the second or third time that he's had to do that. And he's g- thrown a, a, a game breaking interception, uh, from it. And so I think you have to be able to provide a lead for him. Like, I, I think Brissett's a guy that you can rely on to be a solid backup quarterback, fill you in for a couple of games before he ultimately gets exposed. Um, and they have to go in with a better option. Um,
1: yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's called yep. McCoy. You know? Yep. He he goes where he's needed.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And so um, so this is a back and forth game. The Chargers, again, they go, boy, these analytics are always uh, something for, for some folks. Some people love the analytics. Others hate the analytics. I, of course, would be fence sitter. And so sometimes I like it. Sometimes I'm not into the analytics. But uh, I will say uh, the usage of analytics from the uh, head coach, Brandon Staley... Uh, is is certainly like he just goes all in on the analytics. He's not oh, looking yeah. at a he, loves, he loves
1: going for it. He loves going for it, and yeah. you know I don't blame him. He's got he's got Justin Herbert. He's got Austin Eckler, who is who again is a top two fantasy foot uh, fantasy running back right now. Yeah, and uh, like why not? Why not go for it? You know. What's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna lose, but you know the Chargers fans are used to that anyway.
0: Oh boy! Well, there you go, firing up the Chargers fan base. I love it. Let's go, um, all two of them. Yeah, and and oh boy, yeah. I mean that's that's also true, but nonetheless, um, yeah. Brandon Saley. I mean, another interesting fourth down attempt to the point where Keaton Allen goes on to Twitter asking, "What the heck is this team doing?" Um, but uh, the Chargers almost charged, but you never can underestimate the ability of the Cleveland Browns to blow it. And so that's what eventually ends up happening here. This is a battle between two very good running backs in Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler, Eckler having a big day, 173 yards, rushing a touchdown, Nick Chubb continuing his, his dominance, 134 yards, rushing two touchdowns on the ground. Um, And you know, the chargers, uh, they're still able to win. Even without Keenan Allen, Mike Williams filling in just nicely as a number one, um I think really the 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 big thing for both these squads is I thought both of these defenses would be better especially the Browns uh but the Browns defense is not looking good right now.
1: No and the they uh I well I'll give a little bit of a pass to the Browns because their head coach is an offensive head coach so I don't expect their defense to be great by any by any means mm. but when you're the Chargers and you have a defensive head coach your job is to get that side of the football right, and let your offensive coordinator take care of the rest. And right now, the Chargers haven't been doing that. Now, granted, with the rules the way they are today, they are leaning heavily towards the offense, so that's always a disadvantage. But still, you gotta you gotta find a way to get get your side of the ball working. And if you are a defensive head coach, you're on the you're under the microscope because if you're if you're not stopping anybody, your quarterback ain't gonna be happy. Yeah
0: absolutely and so we'll see with the chargers i mean they're a team that i they're a team that i always think is going to be good they're going to find a way to break through it's and they never do and they never do and it goes back to like 2005 with this squad like with, with ladanian tomlinson and rivers was just coming in and it's like man like lorenzo neal was the fullback and i'm like And it just keeps on going. And and you just, you think they've got the squad. It's like, I feel like this sometimes with the Dallas Cowboys, because they always, they always are very good at hyping themselves up. Always. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, but it doesn't feel as consistent as with the Chargers. It feels like every year they're a good team and then they just never meet those expectations.
1: It's always something, you know, (laughs) it's always that, it's always that field goal that gets them. Yeah. They went through a stretch of like four years where their kicker just couldn't make anything.
0: Yeah. That was uh, was that Nate Kading that uh, couldn't make those kicks. I think that was Nate Kading.
1: Take, take your pick. They brought in like <coughs> seventeen thousand
0: kickers. That's true. The Money Badger. uh yeah, yeah. whole bunch of different kickers. I, I I think of Nate Kading when I when I hear that. But um, I mean the Chargers. It's I probably- mean, there's that famous video now from uh, SB Nation. I think they're called uh, under under base or whatever. Uh, Secret base um where they there was a season where they had the number one offense the number one defense and they still didn't make the playoffs like it's just the chargers man like
1: that's what they are and speaking of speaking of kickers it's a little bit of a weird year right now because i believe at least five teams have their kicker are carrying two kickers because their kickers hurt yeah very weird very weird
0: (laughs) um I I know that for a fact because I forgot to change one of my kickers in fantasy football (laughs) almost killed me, almost killed Uh. me. Um, But you're going to love this when we get to it, because I will explain what saved me later. But, uh, but uh, yeah, this, uh, this Chargers Brown squad uh, team, a game uh, was quite something. (laughs) Um, Let's move on. We're going to, this is a new bit. I've been starting on the show. It's there's always at least one of these games each week. We're having a good old-fashioned mid-off here, Danny T. We're going to go to the Texans and the Jaguars in a good old-fashioned mid-off. Which team is the most mid? And whoever is the most mid is the one that loses this game. And I will say that the most mid was the Jacksonville Jaguars as the Texans were able to pull out the victory in a lightning fair shootout 13-6 game. Your thoughts, Danny it, T.
1: It, see, see the Broncos and Colts. This is that. This is that game. You know, it should have. <laughs> they should have been simulcast. Because I swear it's the same game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, I I always expect the Texans to be feisty. You know, they're coached by Lovey Smith, defensive head coach. But he's a no. He's a uh he he is a coach that has business being in the league. And what what he does with the Texans right now, they fail on their franchise running back. So if they can get a quarterback over the next five years. And start to build a, start start to bring in some weapons around him because they don't have a number one receiver let's be honest Brandon cooks he he's he's not like even when he was a young sprout, you know he was never another, he was that goal route guy, but yeah. uh they, they 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 do have some pieces there and i thought it was uh like i love watching stingley like Sting, stingley is probably their best player, and you know if he's going like he's going right now you're going to, you're going to accidentally win some games. Mm-hmm. And I actually took them on the spread because they were given, it was, uh, it was Jacksonville minus seven. I don't know who in their right minds <laughs> think that Jacksonville can win, can win any game by a touchdown. <laughs> so I took, uh, I, I, I took the, I took the Texans all day. That's a good um, pick. Yeah. I, I don't was know like, anything what? about
0: sports betting, but I hear that. I was like, well, I want to take that.
1: <laughs> well, I was like, no, a touchdown. There's no way that Jacksonville could beat anybody by a touchdown, <laughs> and it was a straight seven too. That means they got to win by eight points. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, do you do you have faith in Davis Mills? Do you think he's the stirring quarterback for the Texans for years to come, or do you want to see a little bit more?
1: Well, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about 2021 Tua to Tungavaloa? Oh boy, <laughs> is that is that how you view Davis Mills at this point? They were identical. Yeah, like they threw the same amount of passes. They had the same completion percentage, the same touchdown interception ratio. Like like last year, if you were defending Tua Tungavailoa, yeah, you you had to defend Davis Mills because they were they were the same guy. Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting. I didn't. I I never I never took that in depth of a comparison between Mills and and Tua because I was at that uh, the point with uh, Davis Mills where I'm like I don't think he's a starter. I think if if the, if the Texans finish and they have a strong can- chance of doing this, if they finish dead last in this league and they get a look at CJ Stroud right there hovering around, I think they're taking that to, I think the ceiling for Stroud is much higher than 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 Davis Mills. Oh yeah, 100%. So, um yeah, this is this game, I mean, really if you're a Jaguars fan, you're just kind of hoping that Trevor Lawrence can still develop into something. Um They bring in some stability with Doug Peterson uh, as compared to Urban Meyer. But uh, you know that was just
1: great. That was just great television watching.
0: Oh my goodness. It was like a it was a constantly every <laughs> week. It was a new episode of the Jacksonville Jaguars reality show.
1: It was something else. Um and they did not have a too good spot. It's, it's too bad Hard Knox wasn't Jacksonville last year. Oh, you know, man. I, I just would have loved to see Urban Meyer kick his kicker. It was oh, great.
0: Yes, you get that hard knocks footage. Get the voiceover and the theme song over that as well. Boy, yeah. that could have been something. But uh but yeah, I mean if you're the Jaguars, if you're a Jaguars fan, all you're really hoping for is, will Trevor Lawrence develop into something good? Uh, and and I think it's still there. He still has his flashes from where he was at Clemson. Um, I still think this receiving qu- squad needs to be a little bit better for him. A
1: little bit better, yeah.
0: Um, I don't think you need to reset the wide receiver market for Christian Kirk still. I know he Probably has been producing. Not. I know he's been producing, he- but
1: you know he he, he he's a fine number two like if they get if uh if they get jordan addison into the into the building uh i don't know if you watch any trojan football but this guy this guy is legit yeah, he's, he's he's gonna he's be the number one start. receiver yeah he, yeah. he,
0: he so, lincoln riley offense there with caleb williams uh, at quarterback yeah. and that's yeah. that usc team oh man here we go a college football podcast that usc team <laughs> uh, yeah. i mean, i'm shocked how much they were able to you know, be this good in the first year of Lincoln. Now granted it's because a lot of Lincoln's guys transferred over to USC. Oh yeah, he he went hard at the transfer portal. 100 percent But uh-huh. the fact that he was able to get guys like Caleb Williams and, and Jordan Addison is a guy that's like, oh, he could be a stud. Um and then the way Oklahoma has been playing the last couple of weeks with Venplos. It, it also
1: doesn't hurt uh you know, they, they they uh USC Trojan fans should thank Donald Trump for their uh for, for their success right now with Lincoln Riley because because of the NIL, they were able to they were able to re- lure guys away. Like Caleb Williams makes 5 million dollars to play college football. Mm-hmm. They have the they have the huge pockets. They can get anybody they want. Yep. It's just a matter of cutting a check. Their boosters, they want to win. so, you know. And Donald Trump was the guy that uh, passed legislation to get in there. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. And and plus it got started in California and whatnot, so the ball got rolling. So, uh Maybe the one good thing that Trump did. I won't get too political. but, uh,
1: but You get uh, your politics and your football, yeah? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, w-
0: without revealing too much of my thoughts, but, uh, you know, <laughs> nonetheless. Um, but uh, you know what? It's a team effort. It's a team sport, right? So it's a team effort. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I look at this and uh, looking at this Texan Jaguars game, I mean, it's a mid off, you know. The Jaguars won the mid off, but the Texans
1: win the game, and so we, we, we get at least we get at least one of those every year. Yeah,
0: exactly. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons, and this is a game filled with controversy. Talk about roughing the passer. You love twenty fifteen. Oh you love twenty sixteen, where they were talking about roughing the passer from the league that brought you what is a catch. Now brings you what is a quarterback tackle uh oh boy it's 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 quite something that legitimately like i try to avoid hyperbole because it's very easy to get very easy to get caught up on hyperbole um oh, yeah. but uh that might have been the worst call it it was a that's certainly one of the worst roughing the passer calls i thought i had ever seen and then, and then monday happened and again we'll talk about yeah, that. and then the rough one i'll hold my beer yeah exactly um i mean they gotta like you know i i i'm no scientist i'm no i i i'm i'm not good with the physics <laughs> but i feel like you know if you're going in for a tackle you have to be able to you know go with the force down in the field and you know i'm pretty confident that uh uh when when the tackle was made that there was not a clear malicious intent to try and injure tom brady um no, and so no, no. that kind of ruined the Falcons' comeback. Uh,
1: and they were they were driving and they were gonna they were gonna win that game. Yeah, they was were. It, like if if that like that is the worst. That's what we call backdoor covering right there. Yeah, you know, like um, the Falcons. If you had any chalk on the money line for the Falcons, you were you 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 were probably going to kill yourself right there. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, it was uh, it was not great. Uh, but. I, I look at this, uh, I look at this Buck squad and it's just weird with Brady and I, I know there's that stuff hovering around his personal life and <laughs> I'm sure that's got, I'm sure that has a factor to it. um You know, I, I, I always say this, like, I think the stuff that Brady is, I think the fact that he's able to still be a starting quarterback and probably be better than some other quarterbacks in this league at his age is still a testament to just how good he is. I don't I don't subscribe to the theory that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh which was my hot take of the show. I get I get why people do it because they go oh Super Bowls, right? Like the seven <laughs> Super Bowls. But like oh, yeah. to me to me the game is much bigger than that. Um and so I've at always most
1: positions, yeah, but you know a quarterback, you, you know a quarterback is winning or losing, you know? Like yep. you, you you still got to you you still got to win and you know like Brady has also been really weird because he's had three different careers here. Yep. Like he, he was just the young buck man, game manager, you know, don't screw it up. And then he was like, oh, here, boys, get on my back. I'm going to outsmart everybody. We're going to win. Yep. Now he's just, you know, Tampa Tom, you know, fun, a <laughs> fun, lo- fun loving guy that just you know, yeah. wants, to, wants to sling the ball and play with, play with his buddies. Yeah. He's the fun uncle.
0: Of, of, yeah. he's in his fun uncle stage <laughs> right now. He's, he's the guy you want to go jet skiing with. You want to throw the Super Bowl back and forth on the ocean with. Yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of in a, he's this to, it. Obviously, I just look at it all. It's like him, like he's starting to expand out, get his branding, his businesses going for after football. Um, obviously the TB12 method. Um, and so, uh, but this, this Tom Brady is, is like, and I have to be careful because I always get burned when I say it, but <laughs> is it is it fair to say that Tom is sliding a little bit? Is it fair to say
1: oh yeah like, again, like you know father time is undefeated, and you know, it's taking him a little bit a little bit of a time to they got all tommy there, but if you, if uh, if Tom's not the goat, who's the goat? I always argued
0: uh, here we go I always argued manning um <laughs> I, I thought the stuff that he was able to do in terms of being a guy at the line and controlled the flow of the game and his and his skill set, like and I know Brady beat him in the playoffs and all that stuff, but just kinda of like as a guy looking at him the way he played, I always argue it was probably either Manning or Marino. Um Marino just from a pure talent aspect, like shocking he never won a Super Bowl. Um but the numbers he was putting up in eighty five, eighty four, like that's numbers you see today. And this oh, is, yeah. and it, and it's an and offenses. It's like not as developed as it is now, and not as high powered. And and his receivers, like he had some good receivers, but nothing like I I don't we uh, see today. Yeah, yeah, no, and 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 certainly no Hall of Fame receivers that he had with him there. Like good receivers, like guys you'd want on your team, but but he didn't have like a you know in the case of like. Uh, Joe Montana having a, a Jerry Rice or a Troy Aikman having a Michael Irvin or if you want to argue Tom Brady with Randy Moss, sure. You know, like, th- like that, that one receiver, Manning and Marvin Harrison, right? So it's like he didn't ha- really have that that other prime target unless you want to count Irving Fryer in the 90s. But it's like, um, you know, I-, I always looked at Marino as just from a pure talent as- uh, point, just just probably one of the best if not the best quarterback I've ever seen and Manning just in terms of revolutionizing calling uh plays and audibling and I still remember playing those old Madden games he was just audible all the time CPU Peyton Manning on those old Madden games would just audible all the time just like and the old or whatever is just yeah. is something else but I I can I understand why people make the argument for Brady being the goat I get it and I'm not gonna disagree if you make that argument I just and I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback either. I'd be an idiot if I said that um but he hey. like like he's an all time great quarterback. I'm not gonna take that away from him. I just think maybe I'm just tired of the goat talk and maybe I'm just done it with it and I just want him to go and and have him live the rest of his life and with his hundreds of millions of dollars but uh I'm just kind of done with it to
1: be quite honest so you gotta turn off FS1 FS1, then you know, like you know, all the <laughs> sports shows, that's all they do. Yeah, you know? it's true.
0: Jordan LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does this mean for LeBron's legacy? That's first of stuff. I get it. Yeah, skip and Shannon. Put down, put down the crock pipe, bro. <laughs> exactly. And so uh yeah, I mean, uh all this to say, I mean, uh brutal roughing the passer call, but at the end of the day, you still gotta get the lead when you can. I know the Falcons were working on a comeback and, 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 and and plays were being made, but you know, Buccaneers were able to come out with a victory. Uh, any final thoughts before we move on?
1: Well, we did, we did find out that, uh, Kyle Pitts actually doesn't matter. You know, like (laughs) if a Kyle Pitts is out there to block and nobody sees him block, does it really, does it it really make a block? You know, one of the great questions of our lifetime. (laughs) I love it. Um,
0: yeah, I, I as somebody who ha, who drafted Pitts in one of his fantasy leagues, I'm not quite happy with the usage of him on the offensive side of the ball. Um like, I would love to see him in Buffalo, that's all I will say. That's all <laughs> I will well, say. Well Buffalo,
1: they're looking to, they're looking to load up.
0: Huh? It sounds like it, and uh, and yeah. yeah, we'll we'll talk about it in a moment. But uh we gotta get through some blowouts here. First, the Buffalo Bills. Speaking of those Bills, Blowing out the Pittsburgh Steelers, thirty-eight to three. The Steelers, uh, they're kind of in a rough spot right now. Early on in the season, I had them pegged as a potential sleeper team because T.J. Watt is a difference maker on the defensive end of the defensive side of the ball, oh, yeah. and Minka Fitzpatrick is a great safety. Um, and I thought the the receivers they had there and and and, and Najee Harris, um, you know. To me, at the end of the day, like it was gonna, what was gonna be the big factor for them was how was either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett gonna play for them? Um And, and we, just, I was just gonna say we bowed out with Mitch Trubisky that didn't work out so well.
1: Oh yeah, they they just got screwed because uh, because there were no quarterbacks that are worth drafting uh coming out of this class. It was a fairly weak uh, weak class, yeah. And you know they got they got stuck with Kenny Pickett who is actually. The same age as Joey Burrow, you know, they, they, uh, they, uh, he came out, he came out late. And so you're getting a, you're getting a seasoned quarterback that is a younger quarterback. Um, but you're probably not going like, he's not your, he's not your future. You know, he, he's a solid, you know, he's a solid floor quarterback, but mm-hmm. you're not going to win anything. And in Pittsburgh, it's uh you know it's Super Bowl or bust, and they haven't done that for quite some time. So yeah, they they've got to they've got to write the ship, and they got like I don't know if Mike Tomlin, if if it's just getting stale like we talked about with Dan Campbell, he's been there you know for me- many many years. Yep. So you know, I don't know if it's time for Omar Epps to to go, or if it's uh or or if it's the lack of talent around him. But like they they have not won a game without T.J. Watts since he's been there. They're 0 7 without TJ Watt. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And, and and also, you know, when you give up a 98 yard throwing touchdown um, and, and uh, what was it, another 70 yard pass uh, to Gabe Davis?
1: Like, I was, so, uh, I was just so, I was fuming. Like, I was on my group <laughs> chat. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go kill myself. You know, He's he, he got two catches. Like, frigging guy. Jeez. Yeah, you want me to help you out there, man? Like jeez, don't no, watch it. to. I get uh, on Sunday, I get so I get so heated, fired up because <laughs> I don't have a bad team. I'm usually one of the higher scoring teams, like yeah. I lost one game 142 to 148, and I would have beat every other team in the league that yeah. week. And I'm just like, what the hell, man? And like time and time again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just something else. But uh yeah, this this Bills squad, I mean, what more can you really say about them? They're a contender. They're they're a team to look out for. They had some not so great games, uh, you know, against the Ravens and and uh, and the Dolphins. Um, but
1: uh, and the Ravens game they won, but it was still like pretty close. Um, we we do want to see the Bills learn how to close out games though, because yeah. they're either they they don't win close games. Like that Ravens game is the first close game they've won. It, in two years they yeah. either blow the doors off of you or you know you you can you can just hang around long enough to get them so we got to yeah. see them close out those games yeah and getting Tradavius White back here in a little bit yeah, that's th- certainly going to help and uh, like they're they're still really banged up but getting their number one cornerback is definitely gonna definitely gonna be a boost to that team so let's yeah. see them close out some games before anybody anoints them a a champion Yep. You know, Vegas still has them as the favorite, but right now it's wide open and we could very well see an NFC an NFC team winning the bowl.
0: That's right. I I will say I'm going to push back on the Kenny Pickett thing actually. Um I think I I think there's still some potential uh in Kenny Pickett. You got to give these rookie quarterbacks some time. I know it was a weak tr- class and, and 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 all that. I I totally understand that, but I look at some of the film that that he's put on and I think there is potential here for Pickett. If they're patient with him, they they give him the options. And I think there are some good options there in Pittsburgh. Um, and Mike Tomlin is a good coach. I, I know he's been there forever. He's probably going to have his first losing season this season. We'll see. But I still think that's a great organization for him to be in. Um, and, a, and an organization that will... will We'll have him learn and have him have him be, learn to become a good quarterback. I mean, you know, it took Ben Roethlisberger a while for him to develop in Pittsburgh, and look at how he's turned out. And so, I'm well, not saying he's going to end up being a future Hall of Famer, but I'm saying there is potential there that uh, for pickup to for Pickett to develop. I think there is something there.
1: You get to you, you get till Thanksgiving, and if you're if you're not showing me anything by Thanksgiving with the guys that you got. Then the next guy, the next guy is coming in because that guy is going to have that guy is going to have a field day. And one thing that bugs me and the same thing that bugs me with the Jets, you got Wilson throwing to Wilson and Pickett throwing to Pickens. bugs me.
0: <laughs> it's, the, it's the little things, but they, but they all exactly. pile up and they all add up and it just makes you mad. Let's talk about those Jets. Uh, they, they blew out the Dolphins. How about that? The Jets actually pulled out a blowout. Um, you know, I, Zach Wilson
1: uh, is showing growth in the quarterback position. Um, well, they're, they're they're showing uh they're they're showing their formula, and it's a lot of like when Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez were there. You know, they have the young quarterback. They don't want him throwing the ball a ton. They're going to lean on 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 Reese Hall and Michael Carter, and then you're you're we're going to ask you to make a throw here or there, but. We're good. We have a solid defense, you know, sauce Gardner. He's legit him and uh, him and Stingley were the two best corners coming out of college. And you know what? They actually got their first career picks on the same day. So that was, that was was awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, But, um, but right now you just, you, you get lost right now. You get lost in the sauce, you know, you put (laughs) sauce on your number on the number one and that's it. You know, he's gone. Yeah. He's been really impressive. Do you think we'll ever see
0: sauce Gardner and Eli Apple on one side of the ball and the other, that way we could get applesauce as a, as I a hope so.
1: You know, let's meet uh, Robert solid. <laughs> yeah. you know, Eli Apple, Eli Apple is definitely gettable. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm sure teams
0: would love to have Eli Apple on their squad. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I, Hey, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I mean, the dolphins just can't catch a break. Of course, like Early on in the game, Bridgewater, he has to go into the concussion protocol. And because of the way the Tua stuff came out, uh, a spotter, I guess, spotted him being all loopy. They literally have nobody to blame but
1: themselves. Yep, exactly. And so... <laughs> the rule changed because of them. Yes. And Teddy actually did pass concussion protocol, but, you know... But with he, the new he, addition... he stepped to the left, he was out for the entire game. So. Exactly.
0: And so only the dolphins have themselves to blame so in comes 7th round rookie quarterback skylar thompson and the preseason god skylar thompson let's see if that translates into a regular season play eh, usually doesn't eh, not really he, he could be uh, he could
1: be on the all-name team you know that's a Ooh. great name skylar thompson
0: yeah. is a very good name i I, yeah. I i i would i was actually when i first heard the name skylar thompson i was thinking uh, what's that will farrell basketball movie uh, where he was Jackie Moon, uh, <laughs> yeah, semi pro, semi pro. I thought maybe he was a lost character on semi pro, <laughs> um, but uh, but you know Skylar Thompson. I mean, it's, he's in a rough spot. It sounded like he didn't have m- many reps with the number ones, and so he's kind of no. put in a tough spot to to try and come in and be like, you have Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill. You got to utilize them, but you know when you ha- don't when you don't throw to them that often in practice, could be tough. Um, And the Jets did what they needed to do to, you know, take advantage of having a third string seventh round QB as a starting quarterback for Miami.
1: Oh yeah. And uh, you know, he's going to get, he's going to get some reps here coming up, uh, coming up tomorrow when practice starts. Uh, But they're going to be, they're going to be in tough because right now Tyree kill, Tyree kill is hurting. Jill and Waddle is a little, a little bit under uh, underperforming right now. Yep. So they're going to have to, knock on wood here, uh, they're going to have to cross their fingers and rely on Raheem Moser. Yep. And, uh that's never a good thing when you have to rely on Raheem the dream there because, uh, he gets hurt very easily. He, you know, yep. fragile guy He came off that horrific knee injury there. So yeah, we're, we're, we're going to see. Yeah. you uh, dare I say, we're going to see miles Gaskin uh, starting soon.
0: Whew. I will say Gaskin saved some of my fantasy seasons a couple of years ago, but, uh, you know the thing with Mostert is like he's a good back. It's just as you mentioned, he just gets hurt a lot, and it's just oh, yeah. It's just frustrating for this Dolphin squad. Um. So yeah, the Jets pulling out the blowout, good for them. You know what they 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 needed something like this. I don't think it's this a, is a winning team or anything like that. But they're a team like I I thought. You know you know my my co host last week, Mike was like oh th- they'll probably end up with like two or three wins and i think it's easy to say that for the jets and i should have pushed back a little bit more on that but i think they're, a team well, they're that be already wins. had two wins yeah exactly and so uh you know i, I think they're a team that could potentially be a, a-, a upset team they're a young squad and so oh, yeah. they- they've got potential there and it's just you know it's a growing team they could be a spoiler team it's they're they're not going to win any they're not going to make the playoffs or anything like that they're not a for they're- real
1: team but i think they could play spoiler. They're they're what the Lions want to strive to be because right now the the you know Robert Sala again he's the rah rah guy and uh yep. we we got winning football in New York for the for the first time in forever you know like the Giants are four and one the Jets are three and two you know the Bills are doing what the Bills need to, what the Bills are doing yeah well it, it it's good time to, it's a good time to be a sports fan in New York.
0: Absolutely. It's a good then time to be a football. And the, you got fan. the
1: Knicks, but, you know. I was just going to say good time to be a football fan. Let's not talk
0: <laughs> about the New York Knicks. I mean, the Knicks are uh, something else, but
1: uh Oh yeah.
0: But uh let's move on to the Vikings and Bears, a game that I think was a little bit too close for comfort for the Vikings, but they're still able to get the victory. Um you know, Justin Jefferson, he's a guy that some people had circled as having a, a big highlight year with Kevin McConnell coming in from the Rams and talking about how he's going to utilize Jefferson similar to Cup. And you saw the way that Cup has been producing. And, and the first week against the Packers, it seemed like that was going to be a recipe for success. And then it's been kind of up and down for Jefferson and some, some corners he's faced has, has kind of beat him. But in this case, he, he did what he needed to do. Like, he had to be good against this Bears squad because this Bears squad is, is no good. Not very good. Um, and and they're, and they're killing <laughs> Justin Fields, man. Like, they're, they're not giving him any receivers. Again, going back to my Norm McDonald bit, all the stars at their receiving core. Equinamius St. Brown, Darnell Mooney, Dante Pettis, Velas St. Jones... Cole they're getting Kat. help though. Yeah, they're
1: getting help though because Nikhil Harry is coming back. Oh,
0: there you go. Number one, <laughs> he's going to be wide receiver number one for Chicago. I can't wait.
1: Oh boy, um, no, it's just uh, yeah, you, you, you almost feel bad for him. Uh, this is going to be a this is going to be a year where they do have to fix the offensive line, and if Justin Fields is still around in twenty 2020, twenty in twenty twenty four, um. I want to see what he can do if uh if the Bears get their hands on Marvin Harrison because you know Marvin Harrison is the kind of guy that's that the uh, that that the Bears really need. Yeah. Cuz I, I don't know if you watch any Ohio State football but the, yep. the, this guy this guy is good.
0: Number 1 offense in college football, Ohio State. You no. I mean, you're not talking about Marvin Harrison the guy who was catching balls for Peyton Manning. You're talking about no. Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh yeah that I mean that whole receiving core for Ohio State is is deadly um, and Marvin Harrison is, is the lead receiver for that and so uh, I'm sure that uh, Justin Fields as a former Buckeye himself could could really use a fellow Buckeye and Marvin Harrison to kind of help him out on the offensive side of the ball
1: and you know what they should bring they, if, uh, if they're looking to make changes to their coaching staff they should bring in Brian Hartline because this guy he, he has been he has been doing nothing but producing wide receivers yep. since he got to Ohio State so yeah it's true. A, a nice little, nice little dolphin. A nice little dolphin. He had a, he had a nice little career, but you know, yeah, he he's got the, he's got a knack for, for, for coaching the wide receivers.
0: I think he was also a Cleveland Brown for a time, uh, Brian
1: Hartline. So, yeah, I think he was uh, I think he was in Minnesota, or is that no, that's um, thinking of the running back, uh, Garrett Garrett Hartline. It was no, oh, no. Boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think now.
0: I, I <laughs> I'm trying to think now of. Uh, different heartlines in the football. I, I, I definitely remember Brian Hartline. Um, he
1: was, a, he was, he was a white guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say yeah. that's Adam Thielen that was, that's a wide receiver <laughs> for Minnesota. Come on now. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, it's Toby be
1: There we go. Oh,
0: there you go. There you yeah. go. You able to figure it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Vikings is a little bit too close to, for comfort for them, but, uh, they get the victory. Um, I I I think there, I will say as a positive potential bright spot for uh, the Bears is that their running backs are solid. Like Khalil Herbert didn't have an amazing game, but David Montgomery uh, also didn't have yeah, an amazing uh, game. Um, he yeah, had a touchdown, good. but you know,
1: they said Khalil they Herbert team. is not that Alexander Madison, right? Like he yeah. he's not going to play if Montgomery is healthy. Yeah, and when he does need to play, he's just going to go. He's just going to go nuclear because you know he's healthy.
0: Yeah. I mean I mean Chicago has produced some decent running backs over the years. Who was the running back in the late 2000s early 2010s for the Forte? Matt Bears? Forte. Matt Forte, yeah, that's that's yeah. exactly. Like he's an underrated back. Um you know they they produce some good backs that could be reliable in Chicago. Um is Chicago known for having good running backs? I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, they think
1: they're known for having linebackers, but, you know, you you shouldn't build your team around a linebacker in today's game. No, you
0: gotta, you gotta be able to, I know Chicago kind of has this persona, this image that they keep up with of being this tough football team, but the stuff that was going on with that, with that one defensive player, whose name I always forget. Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Like he's yeah. a guy that I think, you know what? Like, try and get some assets and or whatever and just start building your offense. It's like time to change it up, guys. You know yeah. what I mean? And 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 and, mod- and become you know, modernize with the game, right? And so yeah. that's really been Chicago. I mean, think of I mean they haven't had a great quarterback at all I can think of during the, that that time any like, any year <laughs> No it's like the really their best quarterback has been like Rex Grossman and Jim McMahon and 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 Jay you know, Cutler Yeah Woo-hoo! Jay Cutler has probably as from a talent perspective has been their best quarterback um yeah. uh Jim Harbaugh you know like all these different guys as at, at their quarterback position and just never able to find a long-term solution there but um you know all that to say the vikings got the 29-22 victory any final thoughts before you move on
1: no the vikings are doing exactly what i thought they would do uh they are um yeah you know, they're, they're that division is theirs for the taking because you know green bay can't get their head out of their ass for the lack of a better term and uh they're they have no reason not to win this division and and host a home playoff game for the first time and uh was six years? yeah, Something like that? Something like that, yeah. It's been a while since they won the division, so. Yeah. It's funny
0: you mentioned the Vikings are who the, you thought they were. What about the Bears? Are the Bears <laughs> who, they, who you also thought they who were? Also who we thought they are. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why they you took the damn field? <laughs> um, but, they uh, really shouldn't, but, you know, that's their prerogative. <laughs> um, Titans and Commanders. 21-17 uh, for the Titans. Uh, the Titans are starting to figure it out a little bit. I know it's a commander squad that's not good. I don't think this is a good team. I I think their coaching is not good and and I and I was always say for the beginning Carson Wentz is not the solution. He shows all these flashes and that's what gets the GMs the scouts enticed about him. But it, it's just he's a guy that like I don't think this Bet is a the bad. They're
1: wishing that they had him right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I think they have a. They have some decent receivers on the squad, like I, uh, John Dotson, another guy, a part of that, you know, rookie wide receiver class that, just you know, touchdown, before, machine. touchdown machine before his injury. He was a guy that was yeah. clearly producing for them. Curtis Samuel, obviously Terry McLaurin as well for Washington. Um, Logan Thomas is an underrated tight end. And so I think there's something there. But Carson Wentz isn't that guy. <laughs> He's just not.
1: Well, you know, if they uh, if they get stuck, maybe maybe uh, Logan Thomas can get some uh, snaps at quarterback there again. That's right. Uh, he did TV. okay in Arizona. Yeah. But, you know, did you like? It is incredible to see the way this guy transformed. he was like six? He was this scrawny little quarterback, and then he's just like, oh, okay, I'm gonna play tight end. And Now all of a sudden, you know, it's like Captain America in the in the first Avenger. You know, he comes out all jacked (laughs) yeah he he certainly has changed
0: his uh his his game around uh and and been able to become successful in this league as you mentioned this quarterback coming in decides to become a tight end he's one of those guys that you see some different teams they try to experiment with changing one of their really athletic quarterbacks into a tight end or whatever and Taysom Hill another example but then you get other examples like Tim Tebow in Jacksonville where it just does not (laughs) work at all Uh, no so poor
1: Tebow Poor that was just a marketing strategy, you know?
0: Oh, totally. I mean, come oh, yeah. on. Like, like Tebow back in a Florida team playing for a college Woo-hoo! football coach in Urban Meyer, like, yeah. at that time, like, totally a gimmick. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, the Titans, I think, were able to turn it around. Uh, they were able to get some stuff done. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's still some eyes on when Malik Willis will come in for the Titans, but Derrick Henry is still putting up solid numbers. Um yeah they, yeah
1: they they don't want to throw the ball because you know they have nobody to catch the ball so yeah. you're going to see a, you're going to see a lot of Derrick Henry you're going to see a lot of uh, Hilliard and uh, that's going to be it you know it's, yeah. again you know this team has been it's going to go as Derrick Henry goes and again a terrible terrible coaching job by Matt LaFleur that got him the head coaching job it took him it took him 11 games to figure out oh well, instead of Deion Lewis, I should give the ball to Derrick Henry when he was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. So hey, he's better late than never,
0: uh, I guess. Yeah. But uh and plus two, uh, you know, again, another uh rookie wide receiver, Traylon Burks, not in this game for the Titans. Literally, the comp for him was AJ Brown. It's like, well, we'll just take that and put him into our offense and trade away. Yeah, good AJ luck Brown. with that. And, and, yeah. and, and we'll just mimic our success. Um, but, uh, you know, Burks uh, out of all the rookie wide receivers is probably the most disappointing so far. Um, and, and obviously he didn't play this game. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's just like right now, it's just rely on, 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 on Derrick Henry and their defense is s- solid enough, I guess.
1: D- okay. Uh, Dependable. Simmons, Simmons, he, he Simmons Simmons and the uh, and the boys they get to they get to the quarterback yep they are missing their best pass rusher which you know speaks volumes to how they're able to still stay in games now they don't play anybody good because they're the titans and you know that division that division sucks but you know like yeah they they can't do anything about that you know they, they didn't make alignment
0: yeah exactly um and and quickly on the on the commanders uh before we move on um, Brian Robinson making his NFL debut six weeks after getting shot twice. Uh, that's quite the turnaround story. They clearly are pretty high on Robinson because Gibson hasn't been used as much in their offensive scheme as much as Robinson no, has been. No. Do you think do you think that's a concern uh, for Gibson or do you think they're going to try and do something similar with other teams where it becomes more of a running back by committee?
1: Well right now they have uh right right now Brian uh Brian Robinson actually did lead the uh lead the lead the team in uh rushing attempts. He got nine there yeah. uh Gibson got eight and McKissick even got a few. Um but you're gonna I think you're gonna see more and more as the the seat gets hotter on Ron Rivera, you're gonna see more of okay, let's go. I brought Brian Robinson in here to do a job and you know, this is the job that he's gonna this is the job that he's gonna do. And um you know, my 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 brother actually drafted him in fantasy football. I was like, "Oh man," I was like, "What are you going to do at running back?" You know, Robinson shot. Was like, what are you talking about? He, he, you know, he's a rookie running back. There's no way he shot. I was like, "No, no, he shot. He like, like shot legitimately shot."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah.
1: But uh, no, I picked it. So I picked him up, and uh, my running backs are atrocious right now. So I was forced to start him. Yeah. It was the. You know, I ended up starting Brian Robinson and Naheem Hines. So you know. Oh boy. Again. I want to go kill myself but you know that's a different story. Altogether. Jeez. Man, it's
0: it is rough for you on the NFL Sundays. It sounds like.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for DeAndre Swift to get back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Try to fill that void. I understand. I um, I have like five I have like five waiver claims out there right now. I'm going for Pierre Strong. I'm going yep. for um Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Uh, who else do I have? Uh, oh yeah, and DJ Dallas, so you know. Oh yeah. Hopefully that's I got cool. one of those one of those guys cuz
0: did Tyler Alagier get uh, picked up in one of your leagues? There are
1: no running backs in my in my in my league at all. Like every oh, like we geez. have five bench we have five bench spots. Yeah. And everybody carries at least three running backs on their rosters.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. A running so back Algier is a big
1: gone, Huntley's gone, Williams is gone, other Williams is gone. Jeez. Yeah. I've got one guy in my league that actually has all the handcuffs. Like he's got Madison Herbert and Jamal Williams. Oh jeez. Man.
0: <laughs> wow. Like that is so uh, like so yeah, can you share some some of that wealth, you jerk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, running backs are a hot commodity at at, at this stage in fantasy football. Uh so well, My number 1 running back is Jalen Hurts, so you know. <laughs> um so yeah, hey Hurts is, is looking good. I hate to say it, but uh he's looking good. Um Let's move on, and we'll talk about the Saints and the Seahawks. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. I think that's no,
1: happening. no. They you got to give it to Barkley. Um, Barkley, uh, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh-huh. I, I, all you have to do is be average to get considered for that award, but um, <laughs> uh, it does. Like Geno has been here for a while, and you know it, it doesn't hurt that his competition was Drew Lock, but. You know, he's figuring it out. Turn around hand the ball off. Again, a simple defensive formula that we've seen work time and time again. You know, don't ask him to do a whole lot. Ask him to get that first down when you need it. But hand the ball off to Penny and now Walker and let them do what they do. And, you know, just don't screw it up. So, (laughs) and that's how Seattle won their Super
0: Bowl. It's true. That's a little shot at Russell Wilson there at the end. I like it. Um, I'll give, I'll give Gino a little bit of credit. One of the touchdown passes he threw was an absolute dime to Tyler Lockett, like an absolute dime right on the money, like a legitimate elite NFL throw, Um, something we hadn't seen in Geno for quite some time. And I think the thing we, we forget about Geno Smith, he was a second round pick. And then he just like where a lot of quarterbacks with the Jets, they go to die. And it's just he takes, you know, he learns the system under Pete Carroll. He he becomes a backup and uh, he has now the opportunity to lead the team. And, you know, I think we kind of underestimated the offense a little bit because, I mean, Metcalf is still there. Lockett is still there. Will Disley is a guy that could be a, a red zone threat as a tight end. Um you know the offensive line isn't amazing, but uh, you mentioned it. You, it never you, has
1: been. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it, it, that, and that's Seattle. But you know, yeah. and 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 there's a decent running back core there in Seattle.
1: Yeah, they got. Uh, you they, uh, know, they're a little banged up right now, but uh, yeah. they're they're down to two running backs. They just picked up, I, I believe, Taiwan Jones. Ooh. off the uh off the saints practice squad there so they're trying they're trying desperately to find some help and you know we know about geno smith that he can take a punch in the face if you uh, if you need him to yeah so yeah it's true he could take
0: uh <laughs> okay i just i just caught on what you meant by that i just caught on um i i i, I had totally forgotten about that incident until, until now Jeez.
1: um but yeah, uh, so it's like NFL films up here, man.
0: <laughs> yes, you got to be that. Uh, oh, what's the name of the uh, n- narrator guy? Uh, but he was like b- doing these dramatic voiceovers, like oh, yeah. as they as they run down the field uh, and yeah. a, a big forty-yard play, like the NFL films oh, yeah. music going on in the background. Yeah. But hey, I think Gino is—he's—he uh, he's, looks good. Uh, will this continue? I don't know, but I gotta give Gino some credit. I was I was one of those guys that's using Gino as a butt of my jokes, being I mean, like, "You're really gonna lose to Geno Smith?" And uh, the way he's be playing, yeah, you probably are gonna lose to Gino Smith.
1: Well, you gotta score some points because he's scoring points too. So, yeah. know, like, if you're if you are looking if you are looking to place a bet on on the on Seattle games, there's not very many teams you can take the over for, but you can definitely take the over on Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, who are they playing this week? Seattle. Yeah.
0: They are facing off against Arizona. Cardinals. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I believe they have the over set at 40, but where's, Oh geez. That's the highest over of the week at fifty-one and a half. Um, but I'd still take some, I'd still take some chalk on that. Yeah.
0: I uh, Seattle mm-hmm. against Arizona. Seattle is the over.
1: The, the, the over, the over for the game is uh oh, 51 the and a half. Oh, the over yeah. for
0: the game. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, see, this is, this is where I started to learn more about sports betting and become a, a better better, um, yeah. pu- putting the better back in better, but, uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But, uh, uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's, de- it's uh, it's the, uh, high, it's the highest over of the week at fifty one and a half uh, so it, right now Gino's been averaging about thirty five points a game. So it comes down to do you trust Kyler Murray and the Cardinals to get uh to to to, to get the differential in, in the points there. Uh but we'll get into that once we get to uh once we get to start looking ahead to week six there.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. But, uh, you know, this is a close game between the saints and Seahawks. It was a back and forth. I thought for a moment, the Seahawks would come out with the victory, but ultimately the saints able to become victorious at the Caesars Superdome. And, uh, you know, Olave, another guy that I keep praising on this show, uh, as a potential, uh, rookie of the year, maybe, We'll see. Right now, he's the right now he's the favorite. Right now, he is the favorite. I think there's he a is the chance. favorite at plus one twenty five. Hopefully, this so you're not
1: getting too much. You're not getting too much back for him, but uh, it's true. Definitely, like, if you want, if you want to make a safe bet, Olave right now is the absolute favorite, and it doesn't help when it doesn't hurt when you have the number one fantasy tight end uh, playing for you. <laughs> Taste hill, baby, boy. Yeah. Taysom Hill lighting up the the stat sheet,
0: getting a touchdown, a throwing touchdown. I believe he had a three
1: rushing touchdowns. That's right. And so, man, he lit it up. And uh, so if and you had he put up more yards than Travis Kelsey. So you know, yeah. yeah. If you Travis if, Kelsey, what a bizarre stat line: twenty five yards and four touchdowns. Oh
0: boy, I've got a great <laughs> Kelsey story for later. Just you wait. <laughs> um, All right. But uh, but yeah, lighting up the stat sheet was uh, Taysom Hill. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so. I still think I will see. I want to see a little bit more from the Seahawks, but they are impressing me. Uh, and oh, yeah. and 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 obviously uh, losing their running back there uh, sucks, but I think Kenneth Walker
1: can fill in. Um, There's a lot of hype around Kenneth Walker. You know, it was uh, him and Brees Hall there at the top. So yep, let's uh, let's see what he can do. Exactly. Um,
0: let's talk 49ers and Panthers. But really, I mean, the 49ers won. What a shock. But uh, I know, right? But let's not really talk about this game. Let's talk about the fallout from this game. Because after this game, it was decided that Matt Rule would be the first head coach fired this season. Uh, And so he goes, and not only does he go, the defensive coordinator for the Panthers also gets fired. So things are changing in Carolina uh your thoughts on the Matt Rule firing is this the right pick is this too early is it too late what are your thoughts on the Matt Rule firing
1: Uh I think that he's getting paid $850,000 to watch NFL red zone for the next 4 years so uh <laughs> if he wants to do that you know it's not a bad paying job No um but this is a, this is a guy again you have to figure out your side of the football and he's a he was known in college as being an offensive guy and he just he couldn't get the quarterback figured out and you know like It wasn't a matter of you know like his his owner wouldn't pay up for a quarterback. David Tepper is is now the second richest owner in the NFL. So you know like you can go you could have went out there and acquired anybody, and you just you brought back the ghost of Cam Newton. You brought in Baker, Sam Darnold. Like we've seen these guys flame out like really quickly. So I don't know what you're thinking there, and we gotta we gotta. And you got to get a number one receiver too. And we got to stop doing this thing where we think that DJ Moore is a number one receiver. You know, when, when you, I'm sorry, when your career high in touchdowns is four and you keep doing that every year, you're not a number one receiver, my guy, but you know, um, now they're looking to blow up this team. And uh, unfortunately they got, uh, they got stuck with a pretty bad lame duck interim head coach, in my opinion, Steve Wilkes, who uh, also had a history of having bad quarterback play. You know, he got one year before they, before they kicked him to the curb in Arizona, but uh, he brought it, he brought in his guy for defensive coordinator. And um, I'm sure we'll continue to see this team be a doormat for uh, the foreseeable future. Yeah. You know, I was
0: one of those guys that was still holding out hope for Baker Mayfield. I was still on the Baker Mayfield train. I thought, you know what? He has his moments and he looks good. He looked good a couple of seasons. And I thought maybe, you know, because of the injury he had last year, trying to play through that shoulder injury, that that was the thing that was limiting him and not, we're not seeing his full potential. I said it last week. I am off the Baker Mayfield train. I don't think he is good. It's a good call. Um, I don't think he's, I, I don't see the same Baker Mayfield that I saw a couple of years ago. Um, I'm a little bit nicer on the receivers than you are. I still believe in DJ Moore. Um, I'm a Robbie Anderson guy. Um, I just think, you know, I I just think that uh, I think you nailed it, though, on on the sense that uh, they never were able to find that quarterback. And I don't know if that's necessarily rules fault for not being able to maximize his team when he doesn't have that solid, at least solid starting quarterback. Um, and you know, they, they've, they've experimented. They brought up Joe Brady from LSU supposed to be this offensive genius. He lasts like a year, a year and a half, and then he gets fired. Um, so the, the the only real great replacement you could make was Ben McAdoo, who is still currently there. Um, and you know, that's going to be amazing. Um, uh, Jason Garrett of his error. Oh my God. Don't even remind me of Jason Garrett. <laughs> Dude, I will take Mike McCarthy. Like everybody talking about, Oh, Mike McCarthy, you know, like he's not that good. Cr- Dude, did you see Jason Garrett coach for the oh. last five years? Do you hear his analysis now? It's like,
1: Oh my oh, God. Jeez. But that's. I, I think the toast on my, uh, the, 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 the butter on my toast is a little bit more exciting. <laughs> um, but that's a,
0: that's a different rant for a different podcast, but, um, <laughs> But I I look at the stuff that Caroline is doing and yeah this this seems like uh, things are gonna blow up there You're gonna reset everything and and kind of build a, a new um, I heard an interesting theory and I want to hear your thoughts so Baker Mayfield coming out of college uh, comp- had the comparisons to Drew Brees smaller guy but could, had a rocket of an arm uh, he, he could do some stuff he was mobile um, think about the head coaching candidate that's out there right now a pretty prominent head coaching candidate that coached drew Brees at some point do you think <laughs> do you think i'm throwing this out there do you think there's the potential that maybe carolina is looking to target sean payton and try and turn things around with baker
1: well is sean is sean payton worth five first round picks <laughs> because that's what it's going to cost for carolina to get his rights from 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 uh, new orleans yeah a divisional rival too yeah so um but i don't think that you're gonna see sean payton uh back in coaching anytime soon i think you're gonna see uh he's gonna take the john gruden route there where you know he's got his nice comfy job at fox <laughs> you well know, he's on the he's on the uh colin cowherd show every monday and uh you know he he, he just does his thing and uh he pretty much shot it down on that. He's like, "Listen, I'm not going back to coaching a- anytime soon," uh, and he's definitely not going anywhere that doesn't have a quarterback situation figured out. Like, you're gonna like, let's see who, if Green Bay fired Matt Lafleur tomorrow, you might see you might see Sean Payton consider that, yeah, because he has a he has the quarterback, but you're you're not gonna put your reputation on the line. For, for, for Baker Mayfield. It's true. It's true. But you know
0: who you would put your reputation on the line for? Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys. Come home, Sean. <laughs> Come home. We're waiting for you. I know McCarthy's doing great, but it's still out there. It's still a possibility. Oh, boy. I love it. Come back home. We made a mistake. <laughs> we made a mistake. You know, you look at that staff that Parcells had. Yeah, Sean Payton as his offensive coordinator and Mike Zimmer as his defensive coordinator. Like, and those were two young guys. It's like, man, we made a mistake getting Wade Phillips instead of trying to keep Sean Payton around. And then, of course, well, Jason like Garrett the, after uh, that.
1: It, it's like the uh, Jay Gruden stuff in uh, in Washington. poor oh boy. Yeah. You had LaFleur. <laughs> you had McVay. You had, you had O'Connell. You, Shanahan. Had, uh, had, you Shanahan had Shanahan. You had Shanahan, too. You had Shanahan. And you let all of them walk out the door. Yep. For who? For nobody. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah exactly. But uh as Rick Pitino once fam- famously said after a Boston Celtics uh, press conference, you know, Larry Bird isn't walking through that door. Uh who's uh, Robert Parrish isn't walking Anthony through North. that door. <laughs> yeah, Robert huh. Parrish isn't walking through that door. Think of all the great Lakers of that time, but uh, uh and uh you know, you know, uh, Tom Landry isn't going to walk through that door. Uh Jimmy Johnson isn't going to walk through that door certainly with Jerry Jones still there. Um but uh, yeah, I, I just want to throw that out there. Maybe that uh, that could be I just wanted to because I, I heard that I'm like, that's not happening. But boy, do I want to throw that theory out on the podcast is hear The reaction, oh, yeah. just, just because, you yeah. know, exactly. Just wanted to throw it out there. Um. So, yeah, it sounds like things are being rebuilt in Carolina. There was that one report that came out of, of the Bills looking at Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but then it, that was kind of shot down. Um, the Bills, I think, thank could you, totally afford him.
1: I can tell you one thing that uh, unless your name is J.C. Horn, you're available in Carolina. <laughs> yeah. That's the only untouchable. Yeah. Yep. You know? yep. J.C. Horn is a very good defensive back, too. Um, yeah. But, uh, Him yeah. and Sertan were, uh, were lights out coming out of college. So, yeah.
0: Yep. You know, it was funny. During that draft, I, I before that was the draft that the Cowboys selected Micah Parsons. And I was yeah. so adamant that they sl- select Sertan and not get caught up in the Parsons hype at the time.
1: And, uh, well, there was no wrong
0: answer, yeah. There, no, there wasn't. I mean, at the time, the need was defensive back, um, and so Sertan. Like, if we got Sertan, I would have been dis- I wouldn't have been disappointed. Um no. But but i uh, Parsons has more than paid off so far. Um, loving that pick. Um, let's move on. Uh, we're not really going to talk about the 49 ers Panthers game. I mean, you know what no, you're getting. No, It was
1: embarrassing. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like pa- the Panthers needed to blow it up. Uh, yeah. and, and, and they did. Um, you know, I, I thought maybe the rule firing would have happened at the end of the season. I certainly didn't envision him being the first firing of the season. I thought maybe that would actually go to Cliff Kingsbury or, or somebody else, but, uh, you know, it ended up being Matt rule. And, uh, speaking yeah, of, these guys,
1: options. you know, he can either get paid to watch red zone or yeah. he can, uh, he can take the Wisconsin job, you know?
0: Oh, I'm glad you brought up Wisconsin because I was just going to say there are some good uh, college gigs that uh, Rule can easily land in uh, if if there if he wanted to and so but he could oh, yeah. but as you mentioned he could sit around and get paid his eight hundred fifty thousand dollars I'm sure that's pre tax but even with yeah. the tax he's still getting paid just fine more than I will make uh, in ten years <laughs> but uh, but nonetheless. Uh, well, speaking of uh, Cliff Kingsbury earlier, let's talk about his Arizona Cardinals facing off against the Eagles. Um, a little bit of a closer game. I was kind of I picked the Eagles to win, but you know, it's the Eagles. I hate them. I despise them. I they I loathe the Eagles. Um,
1: well, see, you're already on the right track to being a great better, you know, because <laughs> you, you you picked the Eagles to win and you didn't you didn't listen to your heart. So that's you know, right. I had to be cold. You, 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 had, you had to follow the money.
0: Exactly. I had to be cold. I have to be calculated. Um, you have to make the tough decisions and you, and in this case I chose Philly cuz uh, just the way that the momentum has been rolling for them right now and and you met, talked earlier about finishing games for Buffalo I will say Philly has shown that they could finish games when it oh, yeah. c- when it comes close and this was another one um, Jalen Hurts continues to impress didn't have didn't really light up the stat sheet on the passing side but he did have two rushing touchdowns um and you know he he's gotten very good options, both Devonta Smith and, and A.J. Brown. By the way, I've heard it's heard pronounced both sides. Is it Devonta or Devonta Smith? I keep going back and forth.
1: You'll, you'll have to ask him, but, you know, I'm pretty sure it's not a, uh, it's not a situation with the uh... Darius and Shaquille Leonard, you know, I, I'm <laughs> sure you won't mind either one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, or Tyrod and Terod Taylor.
1: Yeah. Um, Rob- Robbie and Robbie Anderson. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, Robbie, Roby, Um, But uh, I'll just, I'll probably just alternate until somebody eventually corrects me. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Devontae Smith, uh, you know, he's a, he's another option there for, for, Philly, and then obviously they brought in A.J. Brown over the offseason. He didn't have an amazing game, but when you got others uh, receivers and Dallas Goddard stepping up for you, that's A-OK. Um, you know, the Cardinals are kind of feeling the Hopkins-sized the Hopkins sized hole in their offense, and I think Cliff Kingsbury is a guy that he is on the hot seat. He's a guy that I think will be let go by at the end of the season if he doesn't, you know, like... At least with Kingsbury in the last couple of years they would his teams would be off to these amazing hot starts right Murray would look incredible but then nearing the end of the second half he would start to decline and decline yeah. and decline and it would get exposed Kingsbury as a guy that can't adapt and, and manage when 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 teams figure him out
1: and he just he just did get a contract extension but i think he only got like a one year extension so it wouldn't be that that uh that that bad to let him go but i do believe that the Arizona Cardinals owner is notorious for being cheap, much like the uh, much like the brown uh, much like the Bengals owner. But uh, nowadays, you do got to pay up. Um, but if not Kingsbury, who do you, who uh, who's a better option as a head coach? Sean Payton, baby, we're gonna get Sean
0: Payton <laughs> in Arizona. And teach maybe Tyler he'll Murray. take that
1: job, you know that, that that's an
0: attractive job, yeah, it's a nice retirement spot too in yeah. Arizona as well. I think the tax situation there is very good. uh I could be wrong, um, but uh, definitely in Florida, it's very good um and it's good in Florida, it's
1: good in Texas, it's yeah. good in Tennessee, yeah, again, another it's reason bad why not in, Payton in, Payton bad in California wrong. it's bad in New York, but, yeah, 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 uh-huh.
0: I think I think it's decent in Arizona anyway. It's certainly very warm there. You could a lot of Canadian snowbirds go to Arizona. I can, oh, I can yes. confirm that. Yeah. Um, and so maybe Sean Payton, he embraces his inner Canadian and he decides to fly south and go to uh, Arizona. But uh, no, I, I, I look at this and I mean, I, I think there are some better options out there. Um, who they are. I can't honestly think of them at the top of my head, but I certainly are you, think. Are
1: you an enemy truther?
0: Uh, it's, ask me on a different week and I'll give you a better <laughs> answer so, sometimes I'm like yes like totally I think in terms of some of the other coaches that have got an opportunity he sure, certainly has earned an opportunity to be an ed, a head coach considering some of the other head coaches that have been hired uh, apparently he's just
1: not a very good interviewer you know apparently he comes apparently. off as kind of uh, kind, kind or, of weird yeah.
0: yeah I don't know I mean it's uh you know I I I just look at some of the other coaches that have been hired in the past and uh especially uh, Hackett recently I'm sure he's a better coach than Hackett I don't know but um oh. but the thing with Hackett is like I saw his press conferences obviously before I actually saw him call a game uh and I was like oh this guy seems like a likable dude or whatever like he seems pretty self-aware or whatever um, now, obviously, it changes game time where I'm like, Hack it. what are you doing, <laughs> you know? But um, I think Biennemi at least deserves an opportunity. Um, I, I guess I have to, like, I wonder if there's just something else surrounding Biennemi that, like, because, like, to me, like, you look at everything with Biennemi right now, and he seems like just an easy slam dunk guy to put as your head coach, right? like you i think back to like you know when when the greatest show on turf in St. Louis you know Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, Marshall Marshall Falk um you know Mike Martz eventually becomes head coach after being this dynamo offensive coordinator so i don't see why Eric Bieniemy couldn't be the same where he's got such a, a tremendous offense with a Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill at the time um sort of offense so I think he deserves an opportunity. I, was, I certainly think he's he's a better play caller, if if, if I'm led to believe, than than Cliff Kingsbury.
1: And well, he's got uh, he's got two things working against him: Andy Reid and Matt Nagy. You know, yep. If he can if he can overcome those, yep, uh, he'll get his opportunity. Yeah. And you know, it's 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 a shame because it's no fault of his own. You know, like you know, Andy Reid, Andy Reid's his guy, and then you know, Matt Nagy. Is it his, is it the enemy's fault that Nagy bombed in Chicago? Right. You know? People are going to be very careful picking off that Patty Mahomes tree.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. I I still think he deserves an opportunity, but you know I think he's better than Kingsbury. I mean, my God, like I don't I don't like I, I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. I try not to hold you know talking points that everybody talks about on this show, but the fact that he was thirty five and forty in college with Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech.
1: You know, yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, that that that's that, that's bad.
0: Yeah. And and I like like to me, like hearing him when he was first, his name was first popping up as a guy for a head coach. Like I was thinking, well, see him as an offensive coordinator. See similar to what Carolina did with Joe Brady. See what he could do on the offensive coordinator side with calling plays and whatever and see if his air raid offense can translate into the NFL.
1: Um, and for the longest time, it was you know he was getting he was getting results. Uh, you know maybe maybe the lack of talent is holding them back right now. But uh, one one guy that one guy that you should watch maybe not this year but down the road is former Eagles quarterback Mike Kafka. He Ooh. has been doing he has been doing fantastic. So we'll 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 see where he pops up. There you go.
0: Um, but yeah, in this in this Eagles Cardinals game, the Eagles squeaked by with 2017 victory. Um, yeah, the Eagles are looking good goal. on a missed so, field goal. And, yeah. um, the Eagles, I mean, they're looking good right now. Um, I, and I hate saying that just for the record, but they're looking good right now. Um, they're the, they're still undefeated in this, in this, in this league. Um, I picked them to win the NFC East too, which also made me vomit in my mouth, but, uh, it's still otherwise, uh, you know, I think, I think the Eagles are still the team to look out for in the NFC as of, as of
1: now oh, yeah. that uh that NFC is wide open so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be the uh it's gonna be the Eagles, it's gonna be the Vikings, and um I guess the the 49ers. You know?
0: What about the Dallas Cowboys, which we'll talk about next? The Dallas Cowboys beating the Super Bowl champion LA Rams twenty-two to ten. And uh the the the, the, the media out there will tell you it's all Cooper Rush like how Cooper Rush should should be the starter over Dak. And I've said it on this show that people are being absolutely freaking ridiculous uh, with Cooper Rush being the starting quarterback. He's doing his job effectively. He's coming in. He's making the plays that he needs to, to make. And, and he's not flashy, which is fine. He just goes in there and makes the plays he needs to make. Um, I was reminded, I picked the Cowboys last week because uh, I thought the defense was that good. Um, yeah, and they showed, and they showed they they're, they are that good. They, they are that good, so good in fact that I made the mistake of starting the Miami Dolphins defense in fantasy football ahead oh. of the Dallas defense, um, which again will go great into my story later on about the Chiefs game. Um,
1: oh, there's there's always there's always two things uh, for a left tackle that uh, you know it's always bad. It's always either good or bad if we know your name or uh, for one reason or another. And right now the the Rams are struggling at left tackle. No Boom yeah. has been struggling, you know, too bad, you know, cuz I want to see no I want to see No Boom succeed, you know. Yeah. But, you know, again an all, uh, another guy on the all, name, all on the all name team he'd be <laughs> right there with Marshall Newhouse, you know. Very um, nice. yes. But the uh, but now the Rams they're feeling that Super Bowl hangover and they, their offensive line is in shambles. Their running backs can't do anything. Allen Robinson is a very expensive ghost, so yeah, you, know, like you you just got to bet against the Rams until they prove you. They prove that they can win again. Matt Stafford is falling apart, and yeah. Dallas will be successful if they keep doing what they are, they're doing. You know, I know that uh, I know that Dak makes forty million dollars, but you know, it's not it's not, it's not above him to to do exactly what Cooper Rush is doing right now. Just yeah. hand the ball off to your running backs. Let them do the work. Yeah, you know it's working for Zach Wilson. It's working for Daniel Jones. It can work for it can work for Dak as well. Yeah, Dak's greatest success was in the first year, is his rookie year, when they had this formula. And if Mike McCarthy can stay on track here, they'll be they'll be all right.
0: Absolutely. Um, and so I I will say that uh, you know I, I I compare and you won't get this reference. This is this will be one of those deep cuts. Uh, but this is more for listeners of the show. Cooper Rush is the Samantha Pope of, of, of uh, football where Samantha Pope is our quote unquote, general manager of Gibby's football podcast claims to have oh, yeah. made all these successful deals for the show, but nothing <laughs> has ever materialized for this show. That's what Cooper Rush <laughs> is like. They, they oh, yeah. All this hype around him. You know, you mentioned it. He's very good at handing off the ball. <laughs> he's like, he's got Tony Pollard at Zeke Elliott um, in there. And, uh, you know he's and and Tony Pollard. As far as I'm concerned, he's the RB one on this team. He's he's the he's the better looking running back in my mind. Um, and he had a good game, 86 yards rushing for a touchdown. Um, Zeke Elliott. I will uh, obviously got to give him some credit. He also had 78 yards uh, rushing, 22 carries though on that compared to Pollard's eight. Um, I want to add a name by the way into your all name team. Uh, the third string tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. His name is Peyton.
1: Hendershot. I want to throw Ooh. that name All in right, there. we got to write this down. We got we got to get the all name team out there.
0: I love it. Um <laughs> but I saw that I saw he had made the team is like, "Oh, that's a great name." Yeah. hopefully he's a good yeah. player cuz I want to say Peyton Hendershot every there time every time they play. But yeah, I agree with you. I I C- Cooper Cup right now is the offense with a little bit of Tyler Higmy. Um but uh, right now, it's it's Stafford throwing a cup, and you can only throw the cup so much, um, and you got to spread the ball out. Um, I, I think this Rams squad is, is kind of stalling right now. Um, Aaron Donald uh, they're is missing a used... lot,
1: You know, they're, they're missing Van Jefferson. They're missing a left tackle. They're missing their starting center. They're missing their backup center. You know, it's, uh, it's a lot to overcome. We saw the Ravens fall apart last year, and we're seeing the Super Bowl champs fall apart again this year hundred percent. And they're probably missing their best running back. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, go Cowboys. Let's go Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? God, they're looking great. <laughs> I did not expect this at all. Um, let's go to the Sunday nighter Baltimore Ravens versus the Cincinnati Bengals. A little bit of a closer game, uh, for this squad, uh, for these teams, uh, an AFC North matchup. Um, the Ravens able to squeak by, uh, with the victory, um, what's going on with Cincinnati, do you think? Is it, uh, is, is there issues going on there? Like, obviously I've been banging on the desk about their offensive line every week, but is there other things over Cincinnati where things just aren't coming together, clicking?
1: Uh, well, right now, uh, Joe Mixon, very inefficient. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that's never going to help. Zach Taylor is in that, uh, Matt LaFleur area where we don't know if he's a good coach is they were, they were trash. And then Joe Burrow shows up and Hey, look at that. Joe can fix everything. Uh, And also, if you're you're going to protect your players from themselves, then just scratch them. Don't have them play 10 snaps. And don't screw me on my fantasy football week with (laughs) T. Higgins again. It was a very bad week for me. Um, I I had T. T Higgins gone. Uh, Naheem Hines gone. Uh, Marcus Williams gone. Uh, it, it was a very bad day for me. Um, but this division isn't wide open as the other ones. This is all. This is all Lamar. This is going to be Lamar's division, and he is going to get his money. He's going to get his money. You know, he's going to get his blank check. But Cincinnati, they got some stuff to figure out, and they're they're feeling that Super Bowl hangover just like the Rams. Mm. I actually after this, after. After the 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 Bengals lost the Super Bowl, I turned to my brother and I was like, "That's a shame." I was like, "That that was Joe Burrow's one chance. He's Like he's never going to be back to a Super Bowl again." So, wow, wow, yeah. that's uh, and, that's quite the take. And yeah, uh, that's what he said too. But then he think, then he looked at it. He's like, "You know what? I don't think it's that crazy because if you look at all the quarterbacks in the in the NFL, they're all in the AFC." You got to go through you got to go through Lamar you got to go through Mahomes you got to go through uh you got to go through um who who whoever you know yeah. like it it is a you got to run the gauntlet and you can't run the gauntlet every year and this is especially that you have a notoriously cheap owner so you're not going to have the pieces around you Joe Burrow not going to get back to not going to get back to the Super Bowl with the Bengals
0: mm-hmm. There you go interesting you heard it here first yeah, uh, that's that's an interesting take. I uh, a take that I uh, I'll think about. I'll think yeah. about I'll set I'll sleep on it. It won't be it won't be this year even that I that I will say something about it. I'm going well, to
1: I'll, I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. When's the last time Aaron Rodgers got to a Super Bowl? It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, he, he was he was he He went to one. Yep. And he took advantage of it, you know? Yep, won it. So You got to take advantage of getting to the Super Bowl.
0: Yep, exactly. And uh, the fact that he was able to go to the Super Bowl, talk about Burrow, on the offensive line that he had is just still blows my mind. Um, But uh, this game, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's been somebody that at times he's been playing like he's somebody that's looking for a, a big money contract. And then the Ravens had had their bad, just their bad share of luck. Um, And uh, the Ravens are just like, I still think they're uh, a team to be competitive in in the AFC North, but a potential division winner still. Um, But uh, they they just got to be a little bit more consistent. Obviously the talk at the end of this is Justin Tucker, baby. Is he the greatest kicker of all time? Do you think he's better than Vinatieri?
1: He's right. He's right up there. I mean, we we haven't seen anybody consistently make kicks like that like we've seen here. You know, it's uh, he he had a little. He has that Evan uh, McPherson quality too. You know, like you know, last year when when uh, the Bengals were on their run, and Joe Burrow's was like, "All right, Evan, you're up." Yep. I like I guess we're going to the Super Bowl then. You know, you just you you know, it's you, you feel different when Justin Tucker is out there, and you know when you're at a dinner party. He just warms your soul too, because you know that voice is beautiful.
0: <laughs> it is. Did you hear him analyzing how the kicks are made at that uh, post game interview? Is like talking about game winning holds from his holder and, and whatever. It's
1: like very important. Well, well, like the the uh, one of the big talking points this year has been the importance of the long snapper. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I will say Dallas had that experience early on in that Rams game where uh, it was a new lawn sna- a new lawn snapper. Uh, yeah. I, I lawn for the days of LP Latticer. Only Cowboys <laughs> fans will know the names of their lawn snapper, but he's, you, you,
1: you know, your, you know, your true fandom card is when you know the name of your lawn snapper. Yeah. Yeah. A Canadian
0: LP Latticer. Yeah. Thank you very you much. Go. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, I think uh, in the case of the, uh, in the case of the Ravens with Lamar, like I was I was a little concerned about his receiving core if if he's if this was a good enough receiving core for him, and in some cases it's good, and then other cases like eh, like I think Duvernay is will have his flashes. I think Rashad he's- Bateman is is a guy that that's multi purpose, but he didn't play this game because of the injury. I don't believe, but uh, no, but no,
1: he's out for about two to three weeks. Yeah, and so but he's a,
0: right. he's, a he's a he's a number two for on in that offense.
1: Yeah, it's Mark Andrews and then everybody else. But Pretty much. Lamar doesn't have that quality that uh, that Justin Herbert does. Lamar, he has tunnel vision. He's going to have his two guys, and he's going to get the ball to them no matter what, where Justin Herbert is like, what's your name? Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Here, just just line up. I'm going to make you a star this week.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, hey, I'm telling you, you could probably play wide receiver for the Chargers, man. So <laughs> Herbert is that good. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, Alan's not there. Mike
0: Williams comes in and he's, and he's playing like a, a wide receiver one. So, uh, you know, and there's, and there's other good receivers on that Chargers squad. Josh Palmer, Josh Palmer is another guy that I think of. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, well, with Lamar, I think he obviously provides that dual threat, uh, on the, on the ground. Um, I, I think he's a better thrower than people give him credit for, but
1: still. Yep. Absolutely. He's yeah. uh
0: he's, and he's a guy that will, at, at his highs are very, very high, but he will also have his occasional mistakes. Um, uh, so every
1: time, every, every time he steps up to the podium, I'm like, bro, let's try to cut it back to one pack a day. here, huh?
0: <laughs> Oh man. Um, and we'll finish up with a Monday nighter, uh, in terms of our, uh, recap of week five, then we'll make our week six picks. Uh, Looking at uh, probably the best primetime game of the season so far, which is not that easy, uh, which is not that hard to beat, uh, considering some of the primetime games we've gotten. Um, But the Kansas City Chiefs were able to edge out the Las Vegas Raiders 30 to 29 on so much happening. And I wanted to tell my Travis Kelsey story because Travis Kelsey, of course, Travis Kelsey has got four touchdowns in this game. Four of them. Four. Yes. And it wasn't like he was lighting it up either on the yards and it was just perfect red zone place. Um, I will say this in my, in my fantasy team, I was down, I think it was 75 to 101, 75 to 101. Yeah. And uh, Kel- And I'm like, Kelsey was the only person left. And it was totally self-inflicted for me to be down because, as I mentioned before, I started Miami and I forgot to change out my kicker that was injured. It was Dustin Hopkins. And uh, and so, uh, totally self-inflicted. I'm like, well, Kelsey, it's up to you. And uh, Kelsey single-handedly led the comeback and had me win my fantasy game 106 to 101. And so I'd right like on. to thank Travis Kelsey for saving my game, keeping me number one in that league, too, by the way. Um, and, uh, just keeping on rocking. Um, this game had everything It had brutal roughing the passing calls. It had two guys colliding into each other in the final play for the Raiders. Um, it had an umpire that appeared to nearly cry because of the refs. You suck chant. Uh, it was, it had everything It had everything you could possibly want in this game. And the chiefs were, you know, you had to come back from the chiefs after the Raiders led in, into the second half. Um, this was a fun game, um, and the Raiders continue to prove they are the top team. Or sorry, the, the Chiefs continue to prove that they are the uh, one of, if not the top team in the AFC.
1: And from from a uh, from a betting perspective, from a betting market, this was your classic point shave backdoor cover game. And what I mean by that is that the, the spread was minus it was Chiefs minus seven. That means they got to win by eight points, otherwise you lose. And th- and they screwed everybody. By going for that two-point conversion and missing. So, and it looks like they did it. It almost looks like they did it on purpose because they knew that the spread was minus seven and they just wanted to take everybody's money. And, you know, they were playing Vegas. So, Vegas was there and the bookies just wanted everybody's money. And ultimately, they they got everybody's money because not only did I have them at minus seven, I also had them at minus five and a half. And they just took everything from me.
0: (laughs) Let it all out. Let it all out. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is uh, no, but this is a fun. This is a fun game to watch. Uh, best primetime game. Easy. Uh, Kelsey having his probably from a touchdown perspective his best game of his career. Um, a very well timed best game of his career. Thank you, Travis Kelsey. Um, but uh, yeah,
1: Chiefs. And he was still. You. And he was still the tight end number two on the seat on the on the day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Devonte Adams, uh, he had a, he had a decent game as well. Um, you know, it's, they, he had another uh, uh, car through an absolute beautiful pass to Devonte Adams in this game as well for a touchdown. That was, that was really well done. Um, man, this Raiders squad, like I thought they would be better. I, I, I know Josh McDaniels in a previous lifetime as head coach was not good. He seemed. I thought he had seemed to had revitalized himself in New England. I think he did deserve an opportunity to be a head coach again. But so far, things aren't working out in Las Vegas.
1: Now they beat the uh, they beat the Broncos, right? The Raiders the Raiders, Correct. or did the? Ra- okay, yeah. So before that, uh, McDaniel's. I saw this on Twitter. He had started his career six and zero as a head coach, and over his last twenty one games before that. He was six and 21. Whew. So until he beat the Broncos, it was a, it was a, a nightmare. Um, but they're also going to have to figure out how to, how they have two weeks to figure out how to win without Devonte Adams, because, uh, he is probably facing a one game suspension for, uh, for assault of a, uh, cameraman. <laughs>
0: oh yes. How could I forget? Uh, the yeah. guy running across and he just shoves him. Uh, not, yeah. that's not good. That, that is a classic Raider move, but nonetheless, um, yeah, that's uh, so it's a
1: cool. little bit worse. It's a little bit worse than the, the Bobby Wagner one, just oh, because, yeah. you know, this guy, this, this guy works in the industry. So, yeah. you know, it's not just a random, a random drunk, drunkie. Yeah. You know, innocent this bystander. Yeah. So yeah,
0: exactly. Um, And so that's it. That's a look at week five. We'll do our week six picks. We're going to try and rapid fire through these picks here. We'll start off with a All Thursday right. nighter. Um and uh, really trying to rejuvenate the Thursday nights by putting commanders and bears in this squ- in this spot. Who that is, is a
1: great one right there.
0: Woo. <laughs> get get excited, get excited yep, for Carson Wentz, versus Justin Fields, and the bright lights. Uh, your pick, Mister right. Danny T.
1: So I got the I got the sports book open here. So let's take let's let's go through this. Uh, right now it's basically a pick 'em. Vegas Vegas set the line at Bears minus one. Uh. You can and uh, the over is very low, can very well hit. It's thirty-seven and a half. I have the commanders at plus one, and uh, you may as well take them on the money line because it it is a pick'em.
0: Yep, I think uh, I think uh, from a betting perspective, if you want to pick the uh, commanders, uh, that's probably a safe bet. Um, But otherwise, if I'm just looking at it purely from who do I think is going to win, I'm going to say the Bears slightly edged this one out. Uh, I think the commanders are kind of in a free fall right now. Um, one thing I forgot to mention as well, Ron Rivera in his press conference when asked the biggest problem, uh, with his team compared to the other teams that are succeeding quarterback. Now, I know what he meant. No, I know what he meant by that. Cause he, his team hasn't had that real starting quarterback in the last couple of years, but, uh, Nonetheless, uh, not a good look in
1: Washington. Uh, he should look himself in the mirror because the real problem is Ron Rivera. You <laughs> yeah, know? and coaching,
0: and coaching—it certainly has a, <laughs> has a, has its has its role. Um, so that, that
1: is definitely one one seat that is getting hot. Hundred percent. Guy to uh, look for.
0: Uh, he he was the right hire at that time, considering what was going around the Washington organization. But on the field, I think it's time to look elsewhere. Uh, so I pick the Bears, uh, Ravens, and Giants. Your pick.
1: So we, we're looking at we're looking at the books right now. It's Ravens minus five and the over under forty-four and a half. Um I I have a theory that you just keep betting the over for the Ravens until they prove you otherwise. They have hit the under quite quite a few times this year, uh just because they uh, just because scoring has been so low, but uh, definitely see them covering five points, not that not that much, even though the uh the Giants are coming off a major win in London over the Packers. The Ravens are just uh, they're they're just a a well coached team with a different animal at quarterback.
0: I'm I'm going to pick the Ravens. Uh, I I like uh, Lamar to uh, overcome the Giants here. The Giants defense, I think, could be something I mentioned Dexter Lawrence earlier Um, could cause some havoc. Uh, The Giants story is nice, but I think the Ravens are just going to be the better team here. I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens. We'll go to the Jags and the Colts. Jaguars have had the Colts number the last couple of years. Do you think that continues
1: here? I do. I've got the, I've got the Jags right now. It's uh Colts minus two and a half, but the Jags, they they do have the uh, they do have the Colts number no matter what. Uh <laughs> so give me give me the uh give me the three points. And uh the over right now, 41 and a half, very low, very hittable. Vegas has been bringing these lines down because we haven't been hitting any overs and it's more exciting when you hit overs. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to pick the Jaguars as well. I, uh, I think the Jaguars have the Colts number. Um, I don't think this is a good Colts squad at all. Um, and just something about the Colts against the Jags does not bring the best out of the Colts. And it seems to be happening consistently. And I think that will continue. I'm going to pick the Jaguars over the Colts. Patriots and Browns, your pick.
1: Patriots at Browns. This is minus three of the Browns. I don't know why Vegas keeps hanging favorites out on the Browns because they just keep wanting you to bet against them and I mm-hmm. keep doing it. Uh, so give me the Patriots plus the points. It's over 42 and a half and that's probably an under because these are two very run heavy teams. So this is going to definitely be the first game to end at the one o'clock slates.
0: Uh, I'm is Mac jo- Mac Jones is probably not coming back in this game. eh? that's probably not I'm going to pick the Browns. Uh, I I know I'm enjoying the Bailey Zappy story right now. Um, The Lifetime movie played by Mac Jones, I guess. Exactly. But but, uh, I I think the Browns will edge out the Patriots. I think the Patriots had the advantage of just playing against a really bad defense. And the Browns defense isn't great, but it's certainly better than the Lions. Um, I'm going to pick the Browns to get the victory here. As long as Chubb and Hunt keep running the ball down their throats, I think the Browns will have the edge here, uh, so I'm going to pick the Browns.
1: So you're on the Jacoby Berset revenge tour, huh?
0: This week anyway, so not, the, not the, <laughs> for the rest of the season. Maybe this week. <laughs> um, Bengals and Saints, your pick.
1: All right, we got uh, the Saints at home, plus one and a half. They are the dogs, so uh, Vegas, really, Vegas really likes the Bengals here. Um, I don't see any reason... I don't see any reason why uh, why the Bengals wouldn't win. Joey B is going to be fired up going back to, going back to the Superdome and uh, hammer the over at 43.5. I'm also
0: picking the Bengals. I think they're the te- the better team between the two. Um, I, I, the Saints are an interesting squad. Uh, I, some weeks I think they'll win, some weeks I don't. This one I think will be close. Um, and it also depends on how Olave is and, and how the receiving core is for the Saints. Um, but I'm going to pick the Bengals as well to get the victory. Uh, Buccaneers and Steelers, your pick.
1: Bucks at Steelers. Oh, uh, this is this looks like it is the biggest line of the week. It's uh, Bucks minus eight and a half. Usually, I don't. Usually, Vegas doesn't hang a number out there unless it is a uh, uh, unless it's a really bad team. And the fact that the Steelers are the, are an eight and a half underdog at home. They really don't think much of Mitch Trubisky. Give me the, uh, give me the bucks at minus eight and a half. And, uh, the over under is 43 and a half, which is a dirty number, but, um, yeah, give me the, give me the over at 43 and a half.
0: There you go. I'm going to pick the bucks as well. I think the Steelers are in a rough spot right now. I think it's all about developing Kenny Pickett. Um, there are some good, uh, weapons on the offense there, but, um, even with the way that Tom Brady has been playing, I still think he's got a, 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 quite a few weapons. And that defense for Tampa Bay, you know, if they didn't have that one bad game against uh, uh, Kansas City, I think some will consider them the best defense in the NFL. Um, so I'm going to pick the, the Buccaneers uh, to take the victory in that game. 49ers and Falcons.
1: So we got the Falcons at home plus five and a half. They're the only team in the league... That is undefeated against the spread. And um, I think that train keeps rolling. Give me, the, uh, give me the Falcons at plus five and a half. They won't win the game, but it is going to be a close one. The over-under right now is set at 44 and a half. These are two very run-heavy oriented teams. I can very well see the, uh, the underplay out here.
0: I like it. I like that from a betting perspective. I've been thinking about this one. I think the Falcons have a chance of winning this game. I think the way that they played the last couple of weeks, I think they're due for something. Um, Who knows? Maybe they just completely fall off a cliff, but uh, I think they're due for a win here. The way that they've been playing the last couple of weeks, I'm going to pick the Falcons over the 49ers here uh, to pull off the upset. Um, I'm going to pick the Falcons. We'll do Jets and Packers, your pick.
1: So we got the the Packers minus seven, uh, but a full touchdown. Um, Right now, the the uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't too happy about what has transpired in the locker room. Jair Alexander is never uh, never shy about expressing his feelings, saying that you know if uh, if things don't if, if they lose to the Jets, things might uh, be a little bit different. But uh, I think the Packers are in a prime spot for a bounce back game here, even though those young Jets are rolling. And the over under right now forty six and a half. I think the Packers win by seven under forty six and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm also going to pick the Packers. I think this is a pretty simple one. I like the way the Jets have been playing. Um they'll they'll be competitive, um but I'm I, I think the Packers are going to rebound here and get the victory over the Jets. But I think he'll be I th- I think the Jets will try and put up their best and 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 keep it close and if they could just get Rodgers off his rhythm, off his game, uh the 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 way that Rodgers seems to respond to pressure recently hasn't been great. So if the Jets put in some pressure, it could be closer than people think, but I'm still going to pick the Packers uh, Vikings and dolphins to finish up the one o'clock window. Your pick
1: Vikings at dolphins. We got uh, the dolphins plus three. So they're all, they're a home dog. Uh, mm-hmm. It never happens. very. It doesn't happen very often, but we got a lot of home dogs this weekend and with Skylar Thompson, most likely getting his first career start. I think that Vikings defense is going to eat and If Xavier Howard doesn't play, then there's nobody to take care of Justin Jefferson. Vikings roll on this one over 45 and a half. I agree. I'm
0: also going to pick the Vikings. Uh, if Again, if it, as you mentioned, if Skylar Thompson's getting the start, it's going to be a rough time for the Dolphins. Um, and I think this is just a better Vikings squad all around compared to the Dolphins currently. Um, I was on the Dolphins hype train when it was Tua and the way that he was throwing to Tyreek and Jalen Waddell. But there is no Tua in there right now. And Skylar Thompson, he'll get some more reps with the first team, obviously, this week, but uh, I don't think it'll be enough. Uh, to overcome the Vikings, I think the Vikings look at the win in this one. We'll go into the four o'clock window. We'll start with Panthers and Rams. Your pick.
1: So this is actually the biggest spread of the spread of the game. Uh, Carolina traveling to Los Angeles. The Rams minus ten and a half point favorite. Uh, that's always dangerous to pick. Um, but the Rams, they're going to win a. They're they're probably going to cover. I'm going to go with the Rams at minus ten and a half, and I'm going to take the over at forty and a half.
0: There you go. I'm also going to pick the Rams. I, I think this is will be a good recovery game for them. I think the Panthers are in, I won't say turmoil, but definitely things are changing over there right now. Um, and so I think that will sp- spread onto the field. Um, I don't think Steve Wilkes, as you mentioned, uh, is, is the guy there. I think he's just going to be uh, a guy in between whoever the next head coach will be. And I think the Rams are going to steadily beat the Panthers uh, in this one. Cardinals and Seahawks, your pick.
1: So we got uh, the Seahawks are a two and a half point dog at home uh, over 51 and a half here. They've been playing really well and we didn't spend a lot of time talking about this game. I am going to go with the upset, giving the Seahawks at home. That is a terrible place to play. And uh, yeah, Seattle wins outright. I'll take the over at 51 and a half. Yeah, this one was tough for me.
0: Uh, I like the way the Seahawks have been playing, um, but uh, and, and I know the Cardinals haven't been playing great, but this could be a game where the Cardinals sneak by the Seahawks as well. God, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to pick the Seahawks. Uh, I picked them last week against the Saints, and they didn't win, but I'm going to continue on here. I think <laughs> Geno Smith has been playing like a starting quarterback needs to play, if not a little bit better. Um, and it's not like that the Seahawks other than the running back situation, and that's going to be key for them. Um, but the Cardinals still don't have DeAndre Hopkins this week. Um, and things are just like, it's, it's not perfect in Arizona right now. I'm going to pick the Seahawks for the win final game of the four o'clock window. And this is a game that I think a lot of people have circled bills and chiefs your pick.
1: Yeah, it really should be the Monday night game. Uh, but, uh, here we are, uh, Tony Romo and Bill Nance and, uh, Jim Nance probably gonna be here. It's uh really weird. Vegas laying out a an underdog Chiefs team coming off the short week at plus two and a half and a fifty-three and a half over. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win outright. Because if you're giving me the Patrick Mahomes and points, I'm gonna take Patrick Mahomes and points any any day of the week. Yeah. Um
0: this is gonna be uh one of those games that uh I could totally see both arguments. Um, I am also going to pick the Chiefs. Uh, I I think that the Chiefs are going to beat the Bills here. Um, I know the Bills have been playing real heavy, um, but the Chiefs' defense is sneaky good, and uh, obviously the offense is always somebody uh, team uh, to keep an eye on. Um, the Chiefs always t- bring it to the Bills whenever they face off against each other, and I think that will continue here. Uh, it'll be a close game. It'll be a fun game, I think. I've got the Chiefs winning this one. Sunday nighter, Cowboys and Eagles. You know what I'm picking. Who are you picking?
1: Uh, before we resume, I got the, I got, I got, a, I got a fantasy trade question for you. Because sure. this one just came in. This is breaking news. Ooh, all right. I've been offered Allen Robinson and Tony Pollard for T. Higgins. So I'm probably going to turn that down.
0: Hmm. I like Pollard. I think Pollard's got some upside. Hmm. That's tough. I mean, Allen Robinson is, the, is nothing. Measure-
1: this is this is the manager that I actually acquired Higgins from for Cortland Sutton and uh, Damian Pierce before Week One.
0: Ooh, boy, yes, that's right. I saw that tweet. Jeez. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's uh, That is a brutal trade. Um. Oh well. Uh, you yeah. Live and learn. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah. But uh. But yeah. Sunday nighter. Uh. You you already know who I'm picking. Who are you picking?
1: Yes, uh, this is uh, this is one of the dirtiest lines that they hang out there. I hate when Vegas puts out a plus five and a half, but that's what that's what the Cowboys are a five and a half dog. Uh, they're going into the they're going into the link. Give me uh, give me the give me the Eagles to win. Give me the Eagles to cover the spread over forty two and a half.
0: Okay, I see where you're going with that. You know who I'm picking. Go Cowboys. Let's go Cowboys. How about them (laughs) Cowboys? Mm -hmm. I think this defense is is a very good defense, and I think they'll come out to play against the Seagull squad. I'm confident. And finally, we'll finish up with the Monday Nighter, Broncos and Chargers. Broncos back in prime time. Do they win in prime time?
1: Right right now, we we have Vegas hanging out a minus five and a half line for the Chargers and a 44.5 point over-under. About 71% of the games that have been played in primetime have gone under, and I don't think that this one will be any different. I think we're going to see an onslaught from from Justin Herbert early, and his day is going to be done before the end of the third quarter. Give me the Chargers minus 5.5.
0: I'm also going to pick the Chargers here. Uh, The Broncos team is not looking good. Um, Chargers can be hot and cold sometimes this season, but uh, I think it's a divisional matchup and uh, I I don't see this Broncos squad stepping up anytime soon, the way they've been playing and uh, the Chargers, I think are just simply a better team. Just as long as there's no fourth and eight situations in their own zone that they decide to go for it. I think they should be okay. Um, So I'm going to pick the Chargers there as well. Well, that's it. We went through everything you needed to know in the NFL. Thanks again for coming on, Danny. It's, I appreciate it. Anything you want to plug before we sign out?
1: No, I think, uh, I think we covered everything, man. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. And uh, if, you ever, if you ever are looking to get into the betting market and you want to take a look at them sports books, let me know. I can send you a link. I can get you free money when you deposit, when you deposit $10, depending on the book, mm-hmm. and uh, place your first bet. Is it one of those affiliate links where it also helps you
0: as well? Is that what's going exactly. on? Exactly. I see what yeah. you're doing. I see what you're yeah. doing. You're, <laughs> you're trying to bet on me uh, exactly i see what you're doing (laughs) trying to play the odds on that i like that um no i appreciate you coming on danny and uh yeah i think that was great going through every game and, and and looking at everything and obviously you bringing uh that that betting aspect as well to into the analysis thanks for coming on we'll be back next week i gotta wrap things up here because i gotta start packing i'm heading over to toronto and tomorrow uh or today for probably when people hear this um and so i gotta start getting packing so we're gonna get out of here so thanks again for coming on danny we'll see you next week on another edition of gibby's football podcast